It's football time in the Mid-South. Live on the Mighty 990, your home for the Briarcrest Saints. It's the Magnolia Homes pregame show. Magnolia Homes, live life well. Now, from the Mighty 990 Broadcast Center, here's Josh Rivera. We are back for Friday Night Lights, Memphis, and tonight Josh Davis and Parker May are at Houston High School to provide our play-by-play coverage of Briarcrest football on the Mighty 990, powered by EPM Appraisals. And I'm Josh Rivera, and welcome to the pregame show, sponsored by Magnolia Homes, Live Life Well. Last week, Briarcrest wasted no time in taking care of Booker T. Washington High School with a 54-6 win. The Saints had two defensive touchdowns in the first quarter and within no time had a lead that proved too much for the Warriors to come back from. Briarcrest had 112 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns, so they'll be looking to they'll be uh, looking to use that for their run game tonight. In what is perhaps the match of the week, we have number four ranked Briarcrest facing off against number seven ranked Houston High. These are the rankings of the top high school football teams in Memphis according to Max Preps. Last week, the Mustangs also had an easy season opener against Ridgeway, winning 48 to seven, and their quarterback Chandler Day threw for eight completions out of 10 attempts, racking up 194 yards and four touchdowns. The Saints are playing for their third win against Houston in the last three seasons. Last year, Briarcrest pulled out a close win against Houston 28-21, and the year before, they won 35-27. We'll see if their wins will rack up again tonight. On the phone with me, we do have Coach Mitch McDaniel. He's from FACS, and Coach, I just want to thank you for joining the show. Man, appreciate you for having me tonight. Yeah, and you guys, I mean, you guys uh, started off probably not the way that you would hope for in your season opener uh, last week. Um, not exactly the start you wanted, I'm sure, but you had a good bounce back last night beating Keep, Kip Academy. How important was it for your team to get the first win of the season under your belt? Man, it, it was great for us as a team. Uh, Clarksville Academy is a great ball club. Uh, you know, Last night was very important for us uh, to get on the winning side of things, to give our kids some confidence. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're a young ball team. We had a, uh, our starting quarterback went down the first play of the game with a shoulder injury. Uh, so we had to, to get in our, uh, backup quarterback and, and, you know, to see the kids compete and battle, uh, deal with the adversity. It was good to see and, and to get in the win column. Yeah. You guys won 35 to 14 and coach, uh, what do you believe to be one of the things your football team needs to improve on still to bring out the most of your Crusaders? It's just the first two games of the season. What do you guys got to get better at? We've got to be good at the basics, man. The fundamentals, blocking and tackling, it's the name of the game. Um, you know, again, we're young. Uh, there's times where we've got six freshmen on the field, um, super athletic, but, you know, when you're when you're counting on some of those guys to be key contributors mixed in with some of these older guys. Uh, you know, we feel like we, we've got to be fundamentally sound as possible. Uh, so we're, we preach every day that, that uh, you know, blocking and tackling is the name of the game, and that's what we're going to continue to build on uh, as we go into next week. Yeah, you guys got some new turf, by the way. I mean, last week I talked to Dr. Sherry Hopper, and she's been a teacher at FACS for a while, and um, she was telling me about how, how nice the, the new turf is, and um, how it's been a pretty big success in terms of how, the popularity of how the, the students feel about it. And I wanted to ask, how has your team felt about the upgrade, and is it something that you're a fan of yourself? It's absolutely beautiful. We're blessed, man. God has given us uh, this, this turf field and, and allowed us to raise the money. We've got a great um, 
headmaster and Dr. Sanders, great uh, lead pastor and Pastor Lindbergh and the administration. Um, our, our kids love it. Uh, they, they don't take anything for granted. Um, you know, the turf just, just adds to the experience for them, um, you know, throughout high school. Uh, so, again, you know, we're just going to try to take something like a new turf project uh, for these kids, and, and we're going to keep, you know, playing for the school and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And I just I wanted to ask, is there a game that you have marked on your calendar for the season as you look ahead of the schedule? We we don't, man. It's, it's week by week for us. We we got to focus on ourselves and keep getting better. Uh, we, we play in a great league that, that not many people really know about with, with Harding and uh, Fayette Academy and Tipton Rosemark. And then you bring in the three Jackson schools with USJ, Trinity Christian, and Jackson Christian. Uh, believe it or not, you know it's it's one A private school ball, but but the league itself, uh, we feel like is is very good all the way around. Um, so we we've got to take care of ourselves uh, one by one e- each week by week, and uh, you know take it one game at a time and and see where we stand. Yeah, absolutely, Coach. The weather it's really it's kind of warm right now. I can imagine uh, your players probably not looking forward to some colder weather. Is that something that uh, you think might affect your team as as the months progress? No, we're we 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 try to be as mentally tough as we can. Uh, you know, we're we're gonna practice rain, sleet, snow. It doesn't matter for us um, because at the end of the day, you've got to do it on Friday night. Um, so we'll adapt. Uh, again, it's another thing, another obstacle that we've got to overcome as a football team and being young, and they've got to understand that that's part of the process and uh, building building the program is dealing with all the elements. Uh, so, you know, right now it's warm, you know, knock on wood, we didn't cramp too bad last night. Um, and, and I think that some of that helped us, uh, in the victory last night. So we're, we're just going to continue, man, to focus on FACS, uh, and, and work one day at a time. Absolutely. Guys, Coach McDaniel has an exclusive interview on Chet and Sherry here on the Mighty 990. Be sure to listen to the show tomorrow at 10 a.m. until noon for more with Coach. Coach, I want to thank you for joining the show, and good luck on your next matchup against Harding Academy next Friday. Man, I appreciate you, and thank you all for what you do for high school football uh, here in Memphis. It's obviously a a big to-do, and and y'all probably don't get enough credit, so we appreciate y'all. Hey, we appreciate it, Coach. We'll see you next time. Thank you. All right, guys, that was Coach Mitch McDaniel from FACS. Big win last night against Kip Academy. I'm sure he was super happy to get a win under a win under his belt, especially in that new turf. I'm gonna go down a couple of these games real quick before we go to break. I'm just gonna recap some of the games from last week. A big win last night for Christian Brothers. Christian Brothers, I'm sorry, Christian Brothers and Sheffield playing today. Sheffield having two big wins. Um, they're two and zero versus number eighteen ranked Christian Brothers. Um, they it was the it was the game of penalties uh, last week. CBHS and Germantown, they lost sixteen due to their sixteen penalties to Germantown seven. They lost one hundred and fifty five penalties, and Germantown only lost sixty. They were leading twenty to three at the half. I mean, they were up. The, the game was about to be stolen uh, from Germantown. They didn't score the rest of the game. However, Germantown went on a twenty three point rampage, holding Christian Brothers scoreless for for the rest of the game. And speaking of Germantown, they're going to be facing off against MUS probably the next game of uh, we the game of today is Christian Brothers and Houston. Those or, I'm sorry, Briarcrest and Houston. 
But I'd say that the the next game would probably be number ten Germantown and number twenty three Memphis University School, both one and zero. They'll be facing off today. Germantown rallied back to beat Christian Brothers, like I just said, twenty six to twenty last week. Memphis University School beat Arlington in their field thirty five to zero. Last year, Memphis University lost to Germantown twenty eight to twenty three. They're gonna have to do it with without their biggest performers from last year. They lost their senior quarterback, George Hamsley, George Hamsley, who went for three touchdowns, 307 passing yards, and their senior wide receiver, Mac Owen, who had two touchdowns and 216 receiving yards. They're not going to have them this year. They're going to have to find a way to rally, come out with a win without those star players. We're going to go down to Collierville, another powerhouse in Memphis. They're going to be playing Douglas. Both are 1-0 right now. Collierville ranked number 9. They're coming off an undefeated season last year, 10-0, until they lost in the playoffs versus Ravenwood. Collierville won 47-0 against Wooddale with less plays, 22 less plays to Wooddale's 35 total plays. They also had seven less minutes of possession time. That right there is just pure dominance. Um, They're getting it done without as much possession time. That's efficiency. That's just good execution on Collierville's part. Aiden Glover, the quarterback, had four touchdowns, only five completions, seven total attempts. You want to talk about efficiency? That's efficient. He's just scoring touchdowns with only five passes or five five completions. That's incredible. Arlington and Memphis East High School both looking for their first win. Last year, Arlington went two and eight. Both teams scoreless so far, losing rough season openers. They're going to hope to uh, write the script a little different um, tonight. Guys, when we come back, we're going to go through more scores from last week, and we're going to also talk to high school sports reporter for the Commercial Appeal, Winston Wilcox. We'll have all of that as we come back for more. Welcome back, everybody, to our coverage, our pregame show ahead of Briarcrest and Houston facing off today. Two powerhouses in the Memphis area have number four Briarcrest facing off against number seven Houston. And we're going to have Josh Davis and Parker May doing our play-by-play. I want to thank our sponsor before we jump into the interview with Winston Wilcox. I want to thank our sponsor for the pregame, Magnolia Homes, Live Life Well. And on the phone with me, we have Winston. Winston, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing really good. Excited for week two of football. We have some big games tonight, one of which um, I want to highlight one of last week's game. Uh, Germantown, they were up 20-3. to I was just finishing the recap um, right before our call. They were up 20-3 to at the half against Christian Brothers and then rallied other back. Way, other way around. Other way around. Christian Brothers was up 20-3. to Right, right. My bad. I'm reading the notes wrong. And they rallied back, um, leaving them scoreless. Was last week's season opener a statement win? Winston, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, what does that win tell you? Um, that tells me that Germantown is a team you probably don't want to sleep on. Um, they got some really good weapons in the backfield. They had about four guys that rotated in there running back and were all carrying the ball. So, I mean, it's one thing when you have, you know, a couple of guys that go to, when you got four guys have fresh legs in the backfield, pretty much any any um, play you have, that helps you a lot. Um, and, you know, they, 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 they stopped beating themselves, as Coach Gene Robinson said, in that second half, and they they, they, they showed just how, how deadly um, they can be as a, as a run threat um, in, their, in their comeback win. Yeah, and Jamarion Morrow, he scored what ended up being the winning touchdown. He also had two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. He was, he's been getting some offers from schools like Alabama State and Vanderbilt. How impressive to you was Morrow as a sophomore making those key, play, key plays to win the game? What was impressive was the fact that, you know, what, it, it wasn't really expected. I mean, you watched the, the whole game and you just never thought you know, Germantown was going to find a way to come back and win. They did. I mean, you couldn't really pinpoint one specific player, but that play, uh, that game-winning touchdown, I mean, you saw just how talented 
Um, that kid is at, at, at just a sophomore. I mean, Morrow went and, you know, we joked around, you know, I, with a couple of coworkers. We called him Sweet Feet. I mean, because you look at that play, he showed absolute patience. He was able to juke around defenders. And, you know, we saw his speed. We saw his acceleration and, more importantly, his awareness to get to the end zone um, and, 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 and seal the win. Yeah, and T. Perry, he made quite the start against Arlington with over 100 rushing yards and 20 carries, three touchdowns. Tonight's going to be the showdown between Perry and uh, Morrow. What do you, who do you see having the most impact in tonight's game? Um, that's, you know, that's a really good question. I think Perry has a slight advantage because of his size. Um, and, you know, MUS has, has a really good defense. They have some big guys up front. Deion Stubbs on the line, striker Aiken there in the, in the, in the linebacker core. Um, so, you know, if, if, if they, you know, can, can find a way to, to, to limit the outside run and force them inside, that's where MUS can have the advantage. But, I mean, I think if Morrow, you know, if he does anything compared to what he did last week, I think Germantown will be just fine. All right. Winston, which game are you covering today? Where, where are you at? I'm actually here at Houston Briarcrest myself. All right. Yeah. And actually, we're about to speak to John Varla, who's also at the game. Like I said, this is probably the game of the week. There's two powerhouses in high school football in Memphis. Winston, I hope you enjoy the game and I appreciate your time. Thanks again for having me as always. Of course. All right, guys, that was Winston Wilcox. He's the high school reporter for high school sports reporter for the commercial appeal. Going to jump a little bit into some more scores from last week, just giving you and who's playing today as well. Um, I'm going to jump back into uh, Bartlett. They're ranked number 22. Um, in the Memphis area, they're one and zero. They're going to face Hoover tonight. Hoover zero and one. Bartlett won last week, thirty-two to six against Pure Academy. Relatively easy win for the Panthers. This week they will have a tougher challenge as they face an Alabama powerhouse, Hoover, at their field. Um, despite being zero and one, I mean Hoover last year they went twelve and one. They're the number five ranked team in Alabama. They're really going to have to pull away a big victory. If they can pull that away, you can see they're. Uh, their jumpings in the power rankings going a lot higher. Jumping into the um, Los Ann, they have a bye week. They started out 7-0 and last year. They went 8-1 and overall in the regular season. As I mentioned um, last week, they lost in the semifinals in the division playoffs. They're currently ranked number 11 in Tennessee. They're ranked number 1 in the Memphis area. Their quarterback, Brock Glenn, committed to Ohio State. He went for 195 yards and averaged 21.7 yards, and he threw for three touchdowns. But is this bye week going to affect Lausanne's rhythm? You have to imagine that a week off coming off a, a really nice um, win um, could could affect. I mean, it might not. They might be so talented that it really won't have an effect. But you have to wonder if this bye week um, is, is actually going to be a negative for them. We'll ask John Varlis when we have him on the show coming up. We're going to jump to ECS and Trinity Academy. Um, ECS lost last week to Ensworth 44-0. They beat Trinity Christian last year 48-0. They're looking to have a similar matchup this year for an easy win, but they better get rolling. Their game against Tupelo Christian Prep is next week, and they win 11-3. Although ECS did beat them in last year's matchup 33-13, they have, I mean, mean, just as I said, Tupelo, who went 11-3, they have the talent to win based on their record from last year. They lost their first two games, which included ECS, and then went on to win 11 straight games. So you have to imagine ECS has to get into their rhythm quickly, um, or it's going to be bad trouble to start off the season. Last game to highlight before I get on the uh, before we jump into our break is Cordova and St. Benedict at Auburndale. They lost last week to Memphis Central 49 to 13. Their next two games are going to be against powerhouses Houston and Collierville. I mean Cordova, same thing as ECS. They got to get this train rolling a little bit, or they're going to have a rough start to their season. Cordova already losing to Memphis Central. They can't afford to jump 
um, to lose this game. And then Houston and Collierville, you have to imagine an 0-4 start would be um, not the way they envisioned starting their season. Guys, when we come back, we're going to take a small break. We're going to talk to John Varla. Um, we're going to talk to John Varla, who's the high school sports reporter for the Daily Memphian. We talked to him last week. We're going to ask him a couple questions, recapping some of the games from last week as well. We'll be back after these messages. And we're back to the pregame show. We want to thank our sponsor. I want to thank our, spo- our pregame sponsor, Magnolia Homes Live Life Well. And uh, I want to jump right into our interview before we kick it off to Parker May and Josh Davis for our play-by-play. I'm going to kick it off to John. John, I want to thank you for joining the show once again. Oh, glad to do it, guys. Sorry for the noise. There's a lot of people here in Houston and uh, Briarcraft. Yeah, yeah, you're you're uh, you're uh, one of many. We have actually we have our uh, our play-by-play as I just mentioned there as well. Uh, probably yeah. the game of the week in my opinion. But I'm going to start off with Millington and Mumford both looking to improve to two and zero. Who had the more impressive win last week? Millington's win over Kirby or Mumford's win over Covington? Well, Millington's win over Kirby was was pretty solid because I think by the time the season's over, Kirby's going to be a really good team. But uh, I think Munford, you know, probably had one of the better performances, not not just locally, but any team in the state. You know, to go to a place like Covington and uh, shut down Covington's running game and and only allow seven points and and they didn't they didn't allow any points, you know, after the first drive of the game, Josh. So, I mean, just a great defensive effort. You know, I think we knew they would be pretty pretty efficient on offense, and they and they were, and I think they will be going forward. But if they can continue to play defense to uh, to a high standard like they did last week, I mean, this team can, can go pretty far. Yeah, and I saw you retweeted a video of DJ Hunter. He's a 13-year-old, and he's playing quarterback for Mace High School. Um, what does it say about Hunter as a 13-year-old, still five years away from his graduation, already performing at this stage? Well, he's now he's he's going to be the backup this year because Mace has a, a four-year starter, a young man named Demetrius Weiser, and, and he's going to be the starter for them. So this is actually, you know, this is going to be a learning year for for DJ. He can, you know, he'll I'm sure he'll play, you know, when he can, and, and uh, you know, when the games are decided and that kind of thing. Right. But uh, no, he's a terrific prospect for the future. I know uh, I talked to uh, to Demetrius in the preseason, and he's eager to, to mentor him and, and kind of show him the ropes. But, yeah, I mean, bright future for him. But, uh, you know, the, the, the guy to watch at quarterback for, for you know, for the primarily is going to be Demetrius. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's playing backup, but it just has a lot. I mean, already 13 and, and being groomed for that role to be uh, their quarterback eventually. Um, tonight we have number four, Brad Crest, and number seven, Houston, facing off tonight. Which are you – which you're actually in attendance for, and I guess it's redundant to say. I mean, this is my game of the week. Is this your game of the week? Yeah, I would think so. I don't officially pick a game of the week, but this is this is a great one, and uh, you know, I think MUS and Germantown is also going to be a great one. But you know, I think here we have two terrific offenses. I think we got two teams that can throw the ball really well. Um, I, I, I expect a high scoring game. You know, at some point, somebody's defense I think is going to have to come through with a big play tonight. Um, but I, I expect a close game, and I, you know, we'll see how it goes. But I think it should be a fun game. All right, final question: the ranked number one ranked team in Memphis, Lausanne, they have a matchup against Wooddale next week. Um, they had a great performance last week with their quarterback Brock Glenn, who's committed to Ohio State. But is this bye week going to be a rhythm killer for a team that already came out rolling in their first game against Southwind, or are they talented well, enough to not have to worry about that? I think they're. I think they're pretty talented to overcome that, Josh. I mean, the, the way. The way they do things in Lausanne, it, you know, they take an academic break after the first game, and they they do lots of you know uh, club stuff and academic stuff and senior trips and things of that nature. 
Um, so it, it's not ideal from a football standpoint, but yeah, with, with Brock Glenn and, and uh, Tyler Wilson and some of those guys, I think they've got more than enough talent to get back on track next week. John, I want to thank you for joining the show. I really appreciate you taking the time, and I hope you enjoy the game. You got it, buddy. Thank you so much. Of course. Guys, that was John Varla. He was the, he's the high school reporter. He's the high school sports reporter for the Daily Memphian, and that's going to conclude our pregame show. I'm going to toss it to our uh, guys over there at Houston High School. They're going to be doing our play-by-play. Again, I want to thank our sponsors, our pregame sponsors, Magnolia Homes, Live Life Well, and also want to thank our our, our uh our EPM appraisal sponsor, they're going to be the ones sponsoring our play-by-play coverage, evaluating property in the Mid-South. It's time to go to the press box at uh, Houston High School as Josh Davis and Parker May lead our play-by-play coverage. Um, and guys, go ahead and take it away. Live on the Mighty 990 KWAM, it's football time in Memphis. We're the Briarcrest Saints, powered by EPM appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. Briarcrest football, built on a firm foundation of faith, excellence, tradition, perseverance, teamwork, Christ-centered athletes of character. That's who we are. We are Briarcrest. Let's play some football. Now, live from high atop Clayton Field in the Ray Mullins Press Box, the Mighty 990 presents your Game of the Week. Here's Josh Davis and Parker May. We are live here at Landers Ford Stadium here on the campus of Houston High School where tonight the Briarcrest Saints will be taking on Houston High. Both teams come in 1-0. Briarcrest with a big victory last week over Booker T. Washington, 54-6. Houston, on the other hand, also had an easy win, 48-7 over Ridgeway. Hello, everybody. My name is Josh Davis. I'm being joined by Parker May tonight. And, Parker, I guess we've got a little bit of quarterback news. Who's going to be starting tonight for the Saints? Yeah, quarterback news once again, Josh. And J.D. Schrott is unavailable tonight. So it'll be the Cade Carlson show once again. Very excited to watch him perform tonight. So what is your thoughts about that, Parker? You know, this will be Cade's second start, but it'll be the first time for him to start in an atmosphere like this. How, how, How do you think that will affect him? Yeah, it's going to be a tough environment to play. Houston's got to be it's a tough place to play here in Memphis, and that kind of leads into one of my keys to the game, calm the storm. you got a tough road environment, and you got to start well. Right. Huge start's going to be key for Kate Carlson in this offense. And so I know, you know, these are two traditionally very good teams. Last year was a very close game. Briarcrest came out on top 28-21. Um, tonight, what, what are the keys for Briarcrest, and what do you think are the keys for Houston? For Houston, don't let it get to you. Play smart play fast because that can get the Briarcrest defense all out of sorts. For Briarcrest, once again, good start is key and no turnovers. Take cross, we don't need any interceptions, but the defense got to do exactly what they did last week very well, and that's forced turnovers. Five interceptions forced last week, two by Max Carroll, one by Joe Dostin, and two by Zach Williams. Yeah, Briarcrest had several pick sixes last week and several interceptions. Briarcrest just came out on the field. They are white helmets, white jerseys, and white pants got green numerals on their uh, jerseys and so that's what the Saints look like. Houston on the other hand is in all black. So we got all white against all black tonight. Houston with uh, black jerseys, black pants, silver numerals and this game is just about to get ready to kick off over here at Houston High. By the way, if you hear a little more background noise tonight than normal, we are not in the press box. We are actually in the stands. We're on the Briarcrest side. Parker, this is kind of like old school. Harry Carey used to do Baseball yeah, new games. environment. And Josh, I got a question. Have you ever done a game like this up in the bleachers? I have. We did one at ECS one time, and we did one at Melrose one time from the bleachers. It's an exciting environment right here in the middle of the fans and next to the student section on our right. 
and Brian Crystal yeah. kick to start this game off. So we'll get to see Cooper Allen start this game. Yeah, Cooper Allen, who had a good bit of work last week um, for Briarcrest as the Saints put up 54 points, uh, will kick off tonight. He, you know, uh, last year, Cooper sometimes would kick it deep and sometimes he'd do the squib kick. Uh, he kicked it deep every time against Booker T. What do you, do you think will keep going with that? Yeah, you got to kick it deep. Uh, well, I will say they have a dangerous return, but I think it's number 10 there on the left side of, for them. So maybe they kick it away to him towards number one. We'll see. Cooper Brown's about ready to get this game underway. The two-man deep are Damon Sisa, the running back, the star running back that last week had 12 carries for 114 yards with a touchdown. And the other one is Tristan Lurie, a wide receiver for them. Those are the two deep men, and Cooper Brown's just about ready to get this game underway here at Landers Ford Stadium. That's right. The referee is talking to Allen. He is handing him the ball. Cooper's looking around to make sure everybody's ready to go. He is about to put the ball down. He does. The referees are running to the side of the field, and we're about to have the kickoff for the game number two for the Briarcrest Saints and for the Houston Mustangs. A tremendous atmosphere over here at Houston High. Both sides of the stadium are very full. Both student sections are packed. The Saints are swinging their arms, and here comes the kick, and it is a deep one. It will be fielded by Houston. Actually, it will go all the way to the end zone, so that will be a touchback. That was Cesar uh, for Houston who fielded the ball, but that was a big-time kick that time by uh, Cooper Allen. Yeah, great kick by Allen to get this game underway. Now we're going to see the Houston Mustang offense led by sophomore quarterback Chandler Day, the 6'2", 185-pound quarterback who had a great week last week, 194 passing yards, four touchdowns with also a rushing touchdown in there as well. So Houston trots out on the field. The Briarcrest defense is already out there. And we already have whistles before the first play even goes off. And we'll see what that's all about. Referee's asking uh, one of the Briarcrest players, number 19, Zach Williams, to go to the sidelines. And so Davis Walker, he must not have must have been a uniform malfunction of some sorts, I guess. Yeah, I wonder if maybe it's cleats. He's got neon cleats on. Maybe that's it. Anyway, Houston's lining up. They're in the shotgun formation. Going to fake the handoff. If they do give the ball up, it's up the middle. And Houston will pick up about five yards on first down. Injured player yeah. down for the Mustangs. Yeah, one of their offensive linemen. Boy, that's tough on the first play of the game, and he looks to be in a ton of pain. We can't get a number right now. I, I will say we are at a slight disadvantage is that we're not up as high as we normally are, although we do like sitting here with all the folks. So Yeah, a closer environment and a lot closer to the field. We'll say that was number 10, Damon Sisa, the star running back for Houston on the carry, gaining five. So Sisa. Not a big kid, but one of the better running backs in the city, and I'm sure we will be hearing his name a lot tonight. And, yeah, it looks like we may have, uh, Parker, a bit of a serious injury situation here as the trainers from both schools are out there, and even Coach Stewart from Briarcrest is walking out there to see to check on the young man. Here comes uh, one of the uh, Briarcrest trainers. There's really there's several people hovered over him right now, and uh, uh, Houston coach is out there. Um, so, anyway, tough, tough way to start the game. Yeah, tough way to start the game. We'll have to introduce the starting lineups for the Briarcrest Saints on defense. For the defensive line, it'll be number 30, Trace Magro, number 75, Nate Bledsoe, number 76, Zach Green, and Carter Bostick. And, by the way, just real quickly, there is an ambulance pulling out on the field, so this is a very serious injury situation. Uh, thoughts and prayers, we, we cannot get a number right now, but thoughts and prayers out to the young man who, uh, who is injured. Absolutely praying he is okay and that he can have a smooth recovery and get back on the field as soon as possible. 
the way actually the uh, coach for Houston, uh, James Thomas, is out there. Looks very, very concerned. Uh, and so they are about to put the young man onto the uh, ambulance. And as I say, the ambulance actually pulled out on the field. They have artificial turf here at Houston, so uh, they can do that easily. But uh, but a, a very somber situation right now. So while we have a break in action, you want to fit, go ahead and finish with the starters? Yeah, absolutely. The linebackers for the Saints tonight will be in the starting lineup. JoJo Salim, Trey Davis, and Max Carroll, with the secondary being Reed Linder, Devin Johnson, Zach Williams, and Colin Collier. That secondary was fantastic last week, forcing five interceptions. And as I look at that, Parker, the, what jumps out at me a little bit is you've got some players that are going to be playing both ways, Reed Linder, Nate Bledsoe, uh, Max Carroll, you know, just to name a few. JoJo Saleem will probably start at running back. So, uh, got some guys going both ways. It's not that hot tonight, though. It is a little humid. So, I, I, th I don't think the heat will be a factor. No, and the key for Coach Stewart with those guys playing both ways is managing them. Maybe not playing guys like Nate Bledsoe or Max Carroll every down on defense, but still just working them and make sure they can make a huge impact, as we know they can. So this looks like it'll be a bit of a prolonged break here. So why don't we do this? You are listening to Briarcrest Football here on KWAM 990, the Mighty 990, and we're going to take a we're going to take a break for this commercial, and we'll come be back in just a minute. We are back at Houston High School. Uh, the player hurt is uh, who's that, Parker? Garrett Lear. Is Garrett? the player, his offensive lineman, down for the Mustangs? Okay, Garrett Lear is the player hurt for Houston, and. Uh, yeah, if you're at home right now listening, and uh, just say a little prayer for him. This is undoubtedly a serious injury. He is still down on the field, and um, th they have yet to put him in the ambulance. There are several Briarcrest personnel. There are several Houston personnel crowded around him, uh, and we just went down, I believe. Hey, Chuck, I'm, I'm dead also. So... Here we go. I don't can I don't I don't do not know if I'm being heard right now. Here at the stadium, everything just went down. But I'm going to go ahead as if you can hear me. Uh, so we are having an injury break. We okay, great. We only got one play in an offensive lineman. What was his name again, Parker? Garrett Lear, number 52 for the Mustangs. Is still Garrett down Lear, number 52, went down on the first play in what is apparently a very serious injury because he is still down, and uh, the Briar, the personnel from both teams are help are trying to help. There is an ambulance out on the field. They have gotten the uh, stretcher out, and they will eventually, I assume, will lift him up on the stretcher and put him in the ambulance, but they are being very, very uh, careful with him right now. Yeah, you got to be very careful and cautious with these kind of injuries, especially with the neck or back injury. I do, I, yeah, don't even want to speculate right now as to what it is, but I will say this. Typically, when there's this much concern, it is normally a neck situation. However, we do not know that. So while we're during this break, the, the, we're right here behind the Briarcrest bench, and the coaches are over here talking to their position groups. They've got them crowded around, and, uh, you know, the, the players are – even though this is a competitive football game and both teams want to win, nobody wants to see anybody ever get injured. And uh, it's so unfortunate. So I'm sure the Briarcrest players are just every bit as concerned as the Houston players are right now. Yeah, I feel like the whole stadium's kind of in shock, I guess. I mean, the first play of the game, you get a key offensive lineman for the Mustangs to go down, and 
complete silence in the stadium. And once, we, once again, our thoughts and prayers with this family, this player. Absolutely. I can only imagine what his, uh, his parents are thinking right now as they watch their son just lay on the field kind of helpless right now uh, with a, a lot of medical personnel surrounding him. Uh, yeah, and you're exactly right, Parker. It was a raucous atmosphere. Uh, we've just found out it is a knee injury. Okay, well, while I, it, that's bad news, it certainly is much better than a neck. So, yes, absolutely, but uh, still. But you're right, Parker. It was a raucous atmosphere here just a few minutes ago, and all of a sudden it is just somber. Yeah, both student sections are absolutely losing their minds, packed house on both sides of the stadium, and it was a great atmosphere, and now it's just a – sad and respectful atmosphere as we try to give our thoughts and prayers and give our time to the medical staff here. So if you're the, and I know it's kind of when you when a young man's out there hurt and, and medical personnel surrounding him, you don't want to talk about something like football right now. However, if you're the Briarcrest defense, how do you keep your head in the game? It's easy to almost, uh, you know, to be so jacked up five minutes earlier and then have something like this happen. And now you've got to sit around and really not do much for all this time. How do you keep your head in the game? Yeah, it's a great point. You're kind of your adrenaline just completely shoots down after an injury like this, and you're kind of just shocked again. You got it. Mean, that's what the position coach are doing right now, trying to keep their players excited, keep them get their energy levels high, and just trying to keep them engaged in this football game, knowing like we still have the game to win tonight, guys. Still a game, and of course, on the Houston side, not only are they uh, very, very concerned, but on the other hand, this is a young man they know. This is a young man they practice with, um, so th they are very concerned for him. Uh, the as as not to be repetitive here, but it looks like they're getting out one of those inflatable type casts to put on his leg right now. We are, as I've mentioned before, we are not up in the press box, so we can't see quite as well as we normally do, but. Uh, uh, but still tending to him, and uh, we just, again, thoughts and prayers out to him. Um, so tonight, um, uh, Parker, Cade Carlson, we talked about that earlier, uh, will be the starting quarterback, uh, second start of the year. Had a great, uh, well, a good game last week, and he didn't play that much. In limited play. In limited play. Uh, but tonight, this is a massive uh, opportunity for him. Yes, yeah, a great chance for him to shine and make a huge statement, I guess, for this football team and kind of put his name out there. I guess it's a real challenge to him. You know, you haven't got he hasn't got a chance to start in a tough environment like this on the road. So it's going to be a huge task for him to fill. And in a odd kind of way, when you have a break in the action like this and the stadium actually quiets down as this one has, uh, it might even calm his nerves a little bit because all of a sudden he's probably, uh, you know, adrenaline flowing, all that stuff going on. Uh, and now this we've had this complete stoppage of play. Yeah, it's a great point. Kind of sets your tone down, calm your nerves. And we talked about the position coaches earlier trying to calm their players down, but what position do you think is the most important group tonight for the Saints? Well, I would say, you know, that to me it's it's the defense. I would say the defensive line in particular. Houston, the first thing you notice as they came out on the field is they've got some really large offensive linemen. Some of the Briarcrest defensive linemen are going to be playing both ways. You know, Nate Bledsoe is an example of that. So I would say defensive line, you know, the, the one play we have seen tonight, uh, Houston, uh, not a big gainer, but was able to uh, get a five-yard gain right up the middle of the Briarcrest defense. Yeah, it's a great point. It's going to be a great match between the defensive line of Briarcrest and the offensive line of Houston. And one of those offensive linemen for Houston is Luke Needham, number 67. He's actually at Rice coming along with Nate Bledsoe, and I've actually been told they're going to be roommates down there at Rice. So it's, a, it's fun for them to kind of match up against each other before they go play together in college. 
So both Nate Bledsoe and Luke Needham, they're playing against each other tonight, but they will be teammates at Rice next year. Well, that'll be an interesting uh, interesting thing to watch. Yeah, it's a fun dynamic to see them kind of face off where they play together. And he is now being lifted onto the stretcher. And the crowd on both sides giving him a nice run. Matter of fact, giving him a standing ovation. Uh, they are still being very, very careful. You can probably hear the crowd over here on the Briarcrest side uh, clapping. And so and just so the Briarcrest defense now is gathering back up and uh, Coach Brandon Tucker, I'm sure, is giving them a, a few last-minute instructions before they go back out on the field. And now they are rolling him over to the ambulance. And they are about to put him on. Now the Houston football team has all come out on the field. They are gathering down in the end zone. The Briarcrest defense is kind of going through a little bit of uh, stretching motions down here, doing a little jogging out to midfield and back. Houston doing the same, and they are loading the player onto the ambulance, and he will now uh, head out. So very thankful for a lot of things. One of the things we're thankful for is the great medical staff that Briarcrest has, and I'm also sure that Houston has as well. Yeah, it's a great one. They took great care of that player down there. And say, as he safely gets into the ambulance, wish him the best and a smooth and quick recovery. So we will be getting back to action here in just a few minutes. They have now shut the doors on the ambulance, and, that, and so they will be leaving in just a few minutes. They'll probably, I would assume, Parker, probably give the teams just a minute to kind of get their wits back, maybe stretch. Both teams are already doing that now, although Briarcrest has gone through their stretching routine. Houston's still out on the field. I'm sure they want to kind of uh, cheer their player on as he's being uh, carted off the field or being driven off the field. And there the ambulance is now leaving. And so we should have the second play of this game here in just a few minutes. Yeah, very long delay. I think we're just about ready to get back to action. So, just to set the scene for you, we are live at Landers Ford Stadium here at Houston High School. Briarcrest is 1-0. They won last week 54-6 over Booker T. Washington. The Saints are ranked number two uh, according in the city, according to the Daily Memphian. Then they are playing Houston. Houston is also 1-0 at a 48-7 victory over Ridgeway last week. And according to the Daily Memphian, they are ranked number seven. And by the way, I saw John Barless before the game. So here's what I here's my opinion. If John Barless is at the game, this is the game of the week. Absolutely. Now he does say he doesn't name the game of the week, but I would you would just assume if he's at that game, that's probably the game of the week. So uh, that's how I determine it. So anyway, Briarcrest is lining back up on defense. Houston's lining back up on offense, and we are about ready to go. Chandler Davis, the quarterback, he hands the ball off to Cesa. There's a flag on the play. Cesa does break through and is going to get all the way down to about the 31-yard line. That'll be a first down, but that's pending the penalty. We'll see what that's all about. And actually, it looks like it's not even going to be a penalty. It's going to be a sideline warning against Briarcrest. So the, the, he actually got out to the 33-yard line, so it'll be first down and 10 for the Mustangs there. And as they line up, now there are more whistles. And now the referee is telling Houston. Actually, he is just letting the crowd know that that was a sideline warning against Briarcrest. Saints 
shifting around. Got four men lined up on the line of scrimmage, four linebackers and three defensive backs in right now. Houston with one deep running back, quarterback in the shotgun. They're going to snap it. They're going to hand it off. That's Cesar again. He's right up the middle. He's got a big hole. He's down to the 50. He's across the 50, all the way down to the 46-yard line of Houston. Uh, and right now, Parker, Houston's just lining it up, running it down right across the throat. And not a bad idea when Damon Cesar just keep running it down and just consistently picking up huge gains, though. Great tackle there by Reed and Linder to prevent a touchdown potentially. So Reed Linder on the tackle for Briarcrest. They're actually going to uh, spot the ball at the 47-yard line. It'll be first down and 10 for Houston right now. And they have just uh, really the first several plays have run it every time and successfully every time. They're going to hand it off again. It ceases up the middle of again. He breaks through again. He'll get down to the 40, down to the 38, maybe even the 37-yard line. Another big-time game for the Mustangs. Tackle on that play by Zach Williams and Trey Davis. It's Nate Bledsoe and Zach Green sub out of the game. So it'll be, that was a gain of nine. It'll be second down and one for Houston. They spotted the ball at the 38-yard line of Houston. Man in motion. They're going to hand it to Cease again. Why not? He's going to get to the outside. He's going to break across the line of scrimmage. He will have the first down. He'll pick up about seven, eight yards down to the 30-yard line, and so that will be a first, another first down for Houston. And so far, it's the Damon Cease show. Yeah, absolutely. Great blocking there by his offensive line, led by that left tackle, Luke Needham, as we mentioned earlier. That was You said those matchups to watch, and Houston's winning that battle early on. Aiden Heyrich, Brandon Myers in the game right now for Briarcrest Saints. Got four men in the box and a couple linebackers up close, but uh, so far Houston has been able to run right into the teeth of that. Houston has a H-back, quarterback in the shotgun, going to hand it to Cesar again. He's going to go up the middle, and Saints actually had a man on him. That was uh, number five, Brandon Myers, but once again that's a big gainer right up the middle for the Mustangs. Yeah, very consistent, powerful runs from Cesar early on. He's been the only source of Mustang offense, and I don't think they plan to stop if he keeps picking up yards like this. It'll be second down and about a long two, a short three. Ball is on the 31-yard line. I would say that's actually that's what the scoreboard says, but it's more down about the 24. They line up, snap, but it looks like they may have taken just a little bit too much time, or at least there's a penalty flag down right as the ball was snapped. Let's see what the referee says, and that will be a penalty against Houston. They'll back them up five yards. It'll be a false start against the Mustangs. So that'll make it second down and eight for the Mustangs. So finally, not uh, second and one. It uh, took a penalty to do it. but Yeah, huge play here for the Briarcrest defense. A little penalty messed up their momentum. Let's see if Briarcrest defense can make a stand here on second and eight. Day back in at quarterback. Same formation. Ceases out of the game. They're going to throw their first pass the game out to the big, tall, wide receiver. He catches the ball, and he is going to go out of bounds, and that should be another Houston first down. And that was the 6'10 receiver, Brock Vice, senior receiver at 46 yards and a touchdown last week against Ridgeway. He's actually committed to play basketball over at St. U- Louis University next fall. So six-foot, 10-inch basketball player is their wide receiver. Uh, Exactly. We may see that a lot tonight. So Houston's lining back up. The ball is first down, first and 10 from the 18-yard line. This time a little bit of a mix-up in the backfield, and Briarcrest breaks through, and that's going to be a tackle for loss by the Saints. That was number 44 in on the tackle, Trey Davis. Great job by Carter Bossick and Trey Davis taking advantage of that mishap in the Houston Mustang backfield. 
so that'll be a loss of three for the Mustangs. The ball is back at the 21-yard line, be second down. Let's call it a loss of about two, two and a half. So second and about 12 or 13 for Houston. They are looking over to the sidelines and uh, bringing a few players in. By the way, in case you're wondering why sometimes I don't have the names, the only roster I have is on my phone. So, and that's Parker as well. So it's not easy to look at your phone and look at a football game. So if we're a little late with some of the Houston names, well, that'll just have to be the way it is tonight. Couldn't get a roster from them. Snap is back, handoff. There they go to Cesa. He's taking to the outside. He gets to the outside. He's going to go all the way into the end zone untouched. That was Damon Cesa, the Houston offensive line, did a fantastic job of sealing that left side off. And once he got to the outside, Parker May, he was gone for yeah, six. Fantastic run there by Damon Cesa. Like I said, the offensive line has been setting it up beautifully, that drive for him. Constant holes for him to run through. And as you said, no one touched them. Made it look easy there for the Saints running back on a 21-yard touchdown run. So Vesna is in to kick for Houston. He's a great kicker, junior kicker. Last week, six for seven on PATs, and he has a career-long field goal of 47 yards. So we know he has some range. So he is in to attempt the extra point. Houston leading with seven minutes and 32 seconds to go in the first quarter, six to nothing. About four and a half minutes off the clock. Ran it every play except for one. The snap's back. The kick is up. is almost blocked, but it'll be right through the uprights, and that'll make it seven to nothing. So with seven minutes and 32 seconds left to go until uh, the first quarter, it is Houston leading Briarcrest seven to nothing, and we will be right back after this radio timeout. Okay, we are back at Landers Ford Stadium here at Houston High School. Well, Houston just marched right down the field against Briarcrest after a long injury delay. A Houston offensive lineman hurt his knee, and uh, he took a, a good while to get him off the field. Uh, thoughts and prayers are out to him. Uh, but, but after that, Houston didn't waste any time. They just ran it, ran it, ran it through one pass and then ran it again, and uh, they leave Briarcrest 7 to nothing. Vesna is about to kick off for the Mustangs. Very dominating drive there from the Mustangs. Let's see what the offense led by Cade Carlson will do to respond here on their first drive. Kick is deep. Briarcrest will field the ball about the five-yard line. He's came up to the 20, going to break outside up to about the 23-24. May have lunged ahead to about the 25-yard line. That was number one, JoJo, Jojo Salim on the return. That'll be about a 15, 20-yard. He took it about the 5 and got it out to the 25. Or maybe they're actually going to get him to the 26. So, about a 21-yard return for Sling. Here comes the offense for the Briarcrest Saints, led, led by junior quarterback Cade Carlson. He'll be joined in the huddle to start the drive with Logan Taylor, Devin Johnson, Reed Linder, Colin Collier, and Max Carroll for his receivers and defensive back and his wide receivers, I should say. So Briarcrest with four wide receivers going to hand the ball up up the middle, and Houston plunges right through the line, and that play is going to go nowhere fast. That was number 20, Logan Taylor, and Parker, he was hit. Uh, they're lucky really didn't fumble the football. Yeah, didn't even get back to the line of scrimmage without getting smothered by two Houston defensive linemen. Yeah, he was hit just as the handoff was being made. It's going to be a loss of two for Briarcrest. It'll be second down, second down and 12. Carlson takes a snap, fakes the handoff. He's going to throw it out in the flats. That's Linder. Linder has a catch. He cuts in the middle of the field. He's going to stay on his feet out to about the 29-yard line. That'll be a, that'll be short of the first down, but a nice game there for the Saints. Yeah, good job by Linder. 
taking advantage of the space and getting up to about the 29-yard line to make it much more third and manageable. Yeah, third down and about eight for Brian Crest. Saints moving quickly here. They've got three men bunched up on the uh, over here close to the Brian Crest sideline, and one wideout snaps back a little high, but he fields it, and a throw down the middle was almost picked off there by Houston. Actually, there was a collision there in the middle of the field between the Brian Crest receiver and a Houston uh, defensive back, which kind of broke up the timing of that play, and it was lucky, really, Parker, that it didn't get uh, intercepted. Yeah, very lucky for Cade Cross in the offense. But meanwhile, here comes Cooper Allen on to send off another punt. His first punt of the night. And actually, the last time he put on the field, he put together an 80-yard punt from his oh. own end zone. Wow. So Briarcrest is lining up. There's six minutes and 18 seconds left to go in the first quarter. Houston leads 7 to nothing. Houston scored on their first possession. Briarcrest three and out on their first possession. So the Saints will be punting. Cooper Allen, and now there's whistles uh, before the punt can go off. I have yet to see a flag thrown. Looked like a false start on the Saints. So that'll back Briarcrest up five yards, and they'll do it all over again. The Pyro's play clock expires. So Cooper Allen will try this all over again. Now he's way back inside the 10-yard line. The snap is back. Good snap. He gets a nice spiraling kick, but it's a little bit low, and it'll be fielded by Houston, although it hits the ground. That's going to get actually get past the Houston deep man. That was Cesa back there. So fantastic kick that time by Cade Carlson. Yes, fantastic kick by Cooper Allen standing I mean, Cooper inside his own 10-yard <laughs> line. Cooper Allen, I'll get it in a You got it. Inside his own 10-yard line, puts it down around the Houston 30-yard line. So impressive punt from the senior punter. And now we'll see if the Brokens defense can respond after a very dominating drive by Chandler Day in the Mustang offense. Yeah, that, it can be very demoralizing for defense when uh, nobody, they're not doing anything fancy. They're just simply handing the ball off to the running back and, and he's making big gainers every time. Uh, uh, but let's see, what, let's see what the Saints come up with. They've got uh, uh, number 62 in the game on the defensive front. That's Aiden Hydrick. Looks like uh, Nate Bledsoe's out there. Hydrix joined on the defensive line to start this drive with Carter Bostick, Jordan Bramlett, and Trace Magro. With John Richard Odell and Logan Taylor in at linebacker. Along so here, with JoJo Celine. Yeah, here comes Houston out on the field. Day at quarterback. Cesa the running back. They'll hand it to Cesa again. He'll get to the outside again. He's wide open. Down to the 50. Down to the 45. He cuts in the middle of the field. Beautiful tackle there by Briarcrest. Kind of saved the day. That was number 19, Zach Williams. And uh, I tell you, great tackle by Zach Williams, Parker. Or he may have been gone all the way. Yeah, huge tackle by Zach Williams. Prevented a Houston touchdown. And here is Briarcrest defensive line. You got to get something together and got to put some stops together to limit this running game. Well, you know, last two times Cease has had the ball, he has not been touched until he got way, way down the field. So Houston snaps it again, hand it to Cease again, up the middle again. Up the, he's another. He breaks a tackle. He's to the 20. He's to the 10. He's into the end zone for a touchdown. Damon Cease is putting on a show early in this game, and Houston will take the lead 13 to nothing over Briarcrest with five minutes and 33 seconds to go in the first quarter. 
very impressive first quarter so far by Damon Sissa. Probably already over 100 yards rushing and two touchdowns to go along with it. And right now, if you're the Briarcrest of defense and led by Brandon Tucker, what's your answer for this guy? He's been dominating on every single play so far in this first quarter. Well, in, in that particular play, the Saints did come up and hit him, but he broke two or three tackles, and once he did, he was gone. So the Houston in for the kick. The snap is back. The hold is good. The kick is up, and the kick is good. So very quickly, five minutes and 33 seconds to go, Houston is dominating this game early, and they lead Briarcrest 14 to nothing. We will take a break here on the Briarcrest uh, here at, from KWAM 990, and we'll be back right after this commercial break. Okay, we are back at Landers Ford Stadium on the campus of Houston High School. Houston has jumped out to a 14-0 lead over Briarcrest with five minutes and 33 seconds to go in the first quarter. Houston is now about ready to kick off to the Saints, and Parker May, that's an understatement of the year, but the Saints need to get something going here. Yeah, a huge drive here from Cade Carlson, the offense. you got to get something going. Not only get some momentum, but also give your defense a break. They've been nonstop for this first half of the quarter. Saints field the ball. They're coming up the field. A beautiful return. Houston knocks him out of bounds right there at about the, up close to about the 40-yard line, actually at about the 36. That was number one, JoJo Salim on the return. So if we're looking for a bright spot, a couple of nice returns from Salim tonight. That was a great tackle even right there by the kicker, George Vesna, who made the great tackle right there about the 37-yard line. So the kicker getting to the action. So here comes the Saints. Cade Carlson is your quarterback. You got JoJo Saleem in it running back this time. You got four wideouts for the Saints. Snap is back. Going to hand it off. And once again, that's twice now Briarcrest has tried to run the ball up the middle. Both times they were hit just as the handoff happened. And that will be a loss, a loss of about two, three, maybe four yards even on that play. Yeah, that was a huge play by senior linebacker Ian Bullock, who was fantastic last week with five tackles and a fumble recovery. Be a loss of three, second down and 13 for Briarcrest. Carlson takes a snap, looking to throw. He's going to run it. Now he's still looking. He's still looking. He throws it. Has a man. It's Carroll with a beautiful catch. He's going to break three across the 50-yard line, down to about the 46 of Briarcrest. What a beautiful catch that time by Max Carroll. What a beautiful play by Cade Carlson as well, getting rid of the pressure, making his own move, throwing on the run, and a great catch by Max Carroll, finding that little wiggle room and making a beautiful catch for the first down. So the Saints with their first first down of the night are in business on the Houston side of the field. This time Carlson will pull the ball back. He will run up the middle, and he will get a few yards. And that time, Parker, the way Houston's been keen on the running backs, Carlson waited for them to commit to it. Then he kept it and was able to get at least a couple of yards. Yeah, great job by Carlson showing off his dual threat ability early in this drive. As number 52 for the Saints, Matthew Worsham checks in on the offensive line front. I think Cade Carlson's, I mean, Cade Shivers' his helmet popped off on that last play. Actually got about four yards, so it'll be second down and six for Briarcrest. Briarcrest on the Houston side of the field, trailing 4 to nothing. Houston bringing a blitz, but Briarcrest fits it up. That's uh, caught again by the Saints. That's going to be a first down, and that's number seven, Colin Collier on the catch. And I tell you, uh, we talked about how will Carlson handle this atmosphere. So far, so good. Yeah, first shot to the Rocky, now Cade Carlson looks like he's rocking and rolling this drive. So number 20, Logan Taylor in it running back. Briarcrest have three wide receivers split out to one side, one to the other side. Carlson's going to go back. He's going to get it. That's Reed Linder with the ball, and he will be wrestled out of bounds 
at the actually Caleb Donaldson. Excuse me. Thank you for that. So, he, but he is out of bounds. But that'll be another nice gainer for the Saints on first down. Great catch by the junior receiver Caleb Donaldson on that little screen play, picking up another first down for the Saints. Well, looks like there may be a penalty flag down, and it is against Briarcrest. So the referee will mark off five yards. So that nice play to uh, Donaldson will be all will not count, and so the Saints will line up again. Second down, excuse me, first down and 15. Once again, the Saints have two wideouts to the left, one wideout to the right. Uh, Houston jumps offside, so now Briarcrest will get that five yards back. Yeah, great job by Cade Cross and the offensive coordinator, Robbie Donaldson, getting the Mustangs to jump offside. And he said they get the five yards right back, so first and 10 for the Saints on the 29-yard line. Yeah, they've got Max Carroll out as the wideout, single wideout. Then you've got two wideouts on the other side, Linder and Devin Johnson. Then Colin Collier is actually playing kind of a wing back. And Carlson is back at quarterback. He takes a snap, looking, plenty of time, still looking. Now he's rolling out. Now he's under pressure. He's still got the ball. He's looking around. He may run. He is going to run, but he is going to be sacked back at the 40-yard line. And there's a penalty flag out late, and that may possibly be against Houston for a late hit way, way behind the play. But let's let the referee call that. It was a sack by Ian Bullock. But he said, I think the, that flag is going to impact that play. It looked like the center, Zeke Taylor, got his helmet ripped off by Houston defensive lineman back there around the 50-yard line. And if that is indeed the call, that will drive James Thomas, the uh, coach of Houston, crazy because that play, you never want to do that period, but they were 10, 15 yards behind the play when it happened. There, there was nothing, there was no reason to do that at all. No, no reason to do that. And you cost your teammate a sack, and now you move Briarcrest up 15 yards to about the 25-yard line. So Briarcrest will have it down first down now at the 25-yard line after that 15-yard penalty against Houston. So Cade Carlson is up barking at his signals. The Saints are going to try to move quickly here, but now we have another whistle from the referees. Referees getting plenty of air time tonight. Yeah. It looks like the chains are a little messed up. Here we go. So actually they're going to call it first down and two for Briarcrest. Ball at about the 25-yard line. And once again, there are whistles before, and that's going to be a false start against the Saints, it looks like. So all of a sudden, a well-played game is broken into a penalty fest. So now five yards will be marked off against the Saints, and that will make it first down and six now, six or seven for Briarcrest. Ball back at about the 31-yard line. Cade Carlson is your quarterback. Logan Taylor, the running back. Three wideouts for the Saints. Carlson looking, looking, has time, still looking. Now he's scrambling, looking down the field. He throws it. He tried to get that ball into Devin Johnson, but uh, Johnson was fairly well covered, and that will be incomplete. Yeah, tough play by Carlson. Would avoid the sack, though, but just couldn't find an open receiver downfield. That was a coverage sack by the uh, Houston defense because uh, Carlson did have plenty of time early on. Eventually did have to scramble away from the pressure, unable to complete the pass. So now we have it second down and seven for Briarcrest, and Houston does it again. They jump offside, so that'll be five yards 
Uh, so that, that'll get it. This has just been uh, back and forth five yards about four different times. Yeah, now. back and forth flag fest going on, and now it'll be second and two again from about the 26-yard line. So second and two for the Saints. Briarcrest trailing 14 to nothing. There's two minutes and 18 and eight seconds left to go in the quarter. Saints will hand it off this time. Actually, Carlson keeps the ball. He'll go up the middle, and the whistle has not blown. It looked like he was down. Houston kind of uh, uh, rested there, and Carlson got back up and actually gained about another half yard. Let's see where they spot the ball. It's only going to be about a one-yard gain after all that, so it's going to be third down and one for Briarcrest. Huge third and short here for the Briarcrest Saints. Number 20, Logan Tucker. I mean, Logan Taylor in the game for the Saints at running back. Got Max Carroll kind of playing the wing back position. And three wideouts. Snap is back. Going to pass it. Got a man. It's going to be picked off by Houston. And we are going to go the other way. He's to the 40. He's to the 50. He's going to be wrestled out of bounds at about the 44-yard line by Max Carroll. And, oh, my gosh, Parker May, that could not have happened at a worse time. Yeah, it could not happen at a worse time. You're in field goal range third and one. Carlson trying to throw a slant there to Reed Linder, and it's intercepted by number six, the senior linebacker Brady Weatherly, who was fantastic last week with eight tackles and four tackles for loss, and adding to that impressive senior season so far tonight. So Houston will have the ball first down and ten. They're going to actually spot it. He must have stepped out of bounds a little bit earlier. They're going to spot it at the 44-yard line of Briarcrest. The Saints are trying to get lined up on defense. Houston is there ready to go. No wideouts for the Mustangs. They've got everybody bunched inside. They're going to hand it to the running back. He breaks three once again, and he's going to get all the way down to the 30-yard line, and that will be another first down for Houston. That was Cesa again. Yeah, very impressive performance so far by this offensive line and the running back, Damon Cesa, just providing him great spaces to run through, and the Brackett Stevens has no answer so far tonight. We'll see if they can find one. They spot the ball right on the 30-yard line, so it'll be first and 10 for Houston there. For the, the Mustangs leading 14 to nothing, less than a minute to go till the quarter. Already about 150 rushing yards for Damon Cesa just in this first quarter alone. Day, the quarterback, is uh, then he's going to find Cesa out in the flat. Cesa's trying to get to the outside. He gets a good block. He's going to cut up field and a big hit there for Briarcrest. That was number one, JoJo Saleem who took him down. It'll be close to a first down, though, for the Mustangs. It's good yeah, Damon Cesar just continuing to be impressive this Houston Mustang offense. As I just mentioned, 150 rushing yards already in the first quarter and just adds an, almost another 10 yards right there on the receiving front. Yeah, that was exactly a 10-yard gain, so it'll be first down for Houston at the 20-yard line this time. Yeah, the quarterback day has only thrown it twice, but both have been complete. And when you're running the ball this well, it really opens up the passing game. This time, Houston has... Uh, two wideouts to the right side. They're going to hand the ball up at the middle, and it's going to be a short game this time. A uh, different running back in the game for Houston. It's number 34, Drew Haynes, the senior running back. So Haynes checks into the game for CESA, and that will be the last play of the first quarter. So at the end of the first quarter, it's Briar, excuse me, Houston 14, Briarcrest 0, and we will be back right after this commercial break. We are back at Houston High on the very first play of the second quarter. was a handoff for Houston. No surprise there. Nice game for the Mustangs. It'll be third down, though. Third down in about three for the Mustangs. This is a Drew big Haynes. play here for the Broncos. Yeah, Houston. huge play. Yeah, he got off the field for the Saints, and Drew Haynes wants to get on the carry. 
much more successful this second carry than his first. And third and four now for the for the Houston Mustangs. So Houston way down deep in Briarcrest territory. The ball is on the 14-yard line. Quarterback Day barks out his signals, but there will be a whistle. And there's a penalty flag down, and that will be a penalty against the Mustangs, so that will back them up five yards. There's a penalty, penalty flag, and there's also a timeout. So it looks like they get the timeout off first. Okay, so, yeah, the ref, excuse me, the coach, uh, Thomas, from Houston, uh, called the timeout before the penalty could happen. So we will go back to third down and three. So, uh, Parker, it goes without saying, the Briarcrest defense, if they can step up here. Now, Houston has a great kicker, so they'll probably still get three points out of it. But, boy, get down 21 to nothing would be a big hill to climb. Yeah, that's, that's a tough hole to come back out of any, against any team, and much less the very talented Houston Mustangs. And the defense has not been able to find an answer for the running backs, Damon Cease and Drew Haynes. And Chandler Day's making it look very easy back there in the shotgun to hang it off for a play. Well, yeah, he's only passed two times tonight. Both were easy uh, completions for him. And, you know, like we talked about earlier, whenever the running game is working that well, it's very difficult to get any pressure on the quarterback uh, because uh, you're, you're kind of sold out to be uh, to stopping that run. And, uh, and so they've been uh, just been able to march up and down the field against Briarcrest. Of course, last time a really costly interception there for, uh, by Cade Carlson as the Saints were marching down the field. Gave Houston this good field position, but let's see if Briarcrest can stop them here. Houston is back out on the field. They've got Cesa back in the game, and they're going to hand it to him. He's going to cut up the middle. He's going to get to the outside, but he's tackled in the backfield that time by Briarcrest. Great tackle by John Richard Odell. Should be close to the first down. Yeah, they hit him in the backfield, but Cesa, being as quick as he is, was able to lunge forward for about a couple of yards, so we're going to have fourth down and one. Houston's lining up quickly, and it looks like this time it's Briarcrest who jumped off sides. Yeah, looked like one of the defensive ends. Trace Mager might have jumped off sides, and that's huge. That's a Houston Mustangs first down. It looked like a first and goal as well. Yeah, that ball is going to be down to about the six-yard line, first and goal for Houston, and the Mustangs have a chance here to put the Saints down 21 to nothing very early in the second quarter. Yes, yeah, the big red zone target, 6'10 receiver Brock Vice checks in the game. This is where he could really be a matchup nightmare. You allow it up to him in the end zone. Should be an easy six. He's lined up at the wide out position. Days barking at the signals. We have another whistle, believe it or not. And so there will be a delay of game this time against Houston. And uh, both this is the second game for both teams. It's kind of like they're having some first game jitters there. Yeah, folks, both teams had pretty convincing wins last week. Now they're facing each other, and it's a huge test for both teams, and penalties are becoming a huge factor in this game. So now it's first and goal from the 11-yard line. There's the handoff to Cesar, and this time, once again, Briarcrest comes up and hit him. And once again, that's John Richard Odell. That's two beautiful defensive plays in a row by Odell. Yeah, back-to-back -back huge plays by the junior defensive back, continuing to make plays, and this is what the Saints need on a huge first and goal chance. Odell makes a nice play, forces second and long. May may have picked it. It looks like he got a couple of yards there, so it'll be second down. Actually, they're going to say he's down at the 11, so uh, no gain. So it'll be second and goal for Houston from the 11-yard line. Day at quarterback, Cesa in the backfield. Huge mismatch down there on the left side of the field with Brock Weiss lined up against Zach Williams. Just and there they way. go to him in the end zone, but the ball is going to go over everybody's head. And, yeah, you're exactly right, Parker. That was the big 
6'10 kid, Brock Vice, and he, he had a bit of a height advantage. Yeah, you got 6'10 Brock Vice out there, matched up against 5'11 Zach Williams, so a huge mismatch. Chandler Davis overthrew him just a little bit for his first incompletion of the game. So now it's third down, third and 12. Third and goal from the 12 would be the best way to say that. So Houston, they do have a very good kicker, Vesna, in case you're wondering. But now Houston is bringing some uh, different players into the game. And they are looking over the sideline trying to get the play. There's eight seconds to go on the play clock. Day still having a little bit of trouble three seconds ago, too. Looks like they may have to call a timeout, and they do. And Houston, that's twice in a row now. That's got to be driving their coach Thomas crazy where they just have not been able to get the playoff. Yeah, got a huge chance out here on third and goal, and that's a second delay a game, or almost delay a game this drive. And that's their second time out of the half, so just one left for the Mustangs. Yeah, Houston is two different times on this drive has had to call a timeout in order to avoid a penalty. So, Briarcrest, the defense is lined up over here, and they're talking to uh, defensive coordinator Brandon Tucker. What a, okay, if you're Brandon Tucker, what do you do? Do you bring heat? Do you play it straight up? What do you do here if you're the coach? Too risky to bring heat when you got matchup nightmares like Brock Weiss, and you could also swing it out in the flat like he did earlier to Damon Cesar. So, I don't bring heat, but you definitely have to get off the field here for the Briarcrest defense. So, Coach Parker May says he's going to kind of play it straight up here. We'll see what Coach Brandon Tucker dials up for the Saints. Saints have gone back out on the field. Here comes Houston. A huge, huge play in this ball game as Houston has opened up a 14-0 lead with 9 minutes and 46 seconds to go in the second quarter. Quarterback Chandler Day in the backfield. He's going to take the snap. He's going to fake the handoff. He's going to roll out. He's looking to pass. He throws it. He has a man, and that will be a Houston touchdown. What a nice play that time by both the wideout from Houston and the quarterback, Chandler Day. Yeah, that was a fantastic play by Chandler Day on the rollout play action pass, and he finds a great receiver tied in, I would say, at number nine, Owen Wagoner, for the 20-0 lead, pending the, v the PAT from kicker George Vesna. So Houston will line it up now for the extra point with 9 minutes and 38 seconds to go in the second quarter. As Parker just told you, the Mustangs have opened up a big lead here over Briarcrest. There's the kick. It is up, and the kick is good. So 9 minutes and 38 seconds to go here from Houston until half at Houston High. Houston is leading Briarcrest 21 to nothing. We will take a break uh, for this. Uh, take a break for a commercial right here. Advisory services offered through Prime Capital Investments Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor, Overland Park, Kansas. If you wanted to sail a ship across the Atlantic Ocean, would you want to take someone along who had done it before? Someone who knew the ropes, who had survived the storms? This is Rick Ditter, founder of Peer Financial Advisors. I often wonder why so many people go it alone with their investments or trust their financial future to a friend or relative rather than a seasoned professional. If you're looking for a wealth manager who has weathered the financial storms, give us a call at Peer Financial Advisors, 901-471-8100. We are back at Houston High. A big, big crowd on hand. And so far, it's been the Houston side of the stands have been uh, much louder than the Briarcrest side as Houston has jumped out to a 21 to nothing lead, mainly off the legs of their running back, Cesar. Uh, but now the Mustangs are about to kick off, and they do. The kick is deep. 
Briarcrest will field it, and that will be fielded in the end zone. So the Saints will get it first and ten from the 20-yard line. That was Linder back deep for the Saints. Yeah, Linder with the touchback. This is a huge drive for the Briarcrest offense. You're down three scores. Got to get some points on the board. You got to at least get it down to a two-score game going into half. You get the ball after the halftime break. So you get some momentum in this first half with 9.38 to go, get some points on the board. And then you set yourself nicely for a chance on the second half to try to mount a comeback. So Cade Carlson trots out on the field. He has played, I started last week, started again this week, has gone the whole way for Briarcrest. Saints break the huddle. And they will have it first and 10 from the 20-yard line. JoJo Saleem is checked in at running back for Briarcrest. And then once again, we got a penalty flag, and this is becoming just a little bit comical now. That is going to be against the Saints. I believe that's going to be a delay of game, and so that'll be a five-yard penalty against Briarcrest. It'll be first and 15 now from the 15-yard line for Briarcrest. They're going to have to get it all the way out to the 30 for a first down. Yeah, not the start you wanted here for this huge drive for the Saints. So Carlson barks out the signals. There's the snap. He is going to hand it off. The ball's up the middle. The running back has some room. He's up the middle. That's Celine. He's going to get it all the way out past the 25, almost out to the 30-yard line. Beautiful run that time by JoJo Celine. Yeah, great job by Celine and great job by that offensive line. That was Steve Taylor and Ronnie Inamorado setting up that hole for Celine to run through. So that'll make it second down and three for Briarcrest. The Saints have been moving the ball here, but uh, had an interception last time. This time they're going to complete a pass out to the flat. That'll be a, for a first down. That is number 13, Caleb Donaldson. So that'll be a first, although there is a penalty flag back down on the field. Once again, a penalty on the Saints, I believe. It's looking that way as Briarcrest is starting to back up. Boy, that's a killer, Parker. Man. Yeah, pick up first down, then once again another penalty. Oh, wow, ineligible receiver down the field. You don't normally see that that often on a pass play that quick, but it happened. Hey, yeah, you don't see that much even in just the high school level in general, but a huge cost of penalty for the Saints, second and about nine here for Carlson in the offense. So Briarcrest lining it up again. Carlson in the shotgun. He takes the snap. He's going to roll out. He's looking down the field. He has a man. It is going to be complete. It's going to be a pass to the first down marker. That's number 15, Davis Walker. Wow, almost a late hit over there, but that should be enough for a Briarcrest first down. Yeah, huge hit, but either way, great catch by Davis Walker. Pick up the first down. Davis Walker, part of that very deep Briarcrest receiver core. Right now, Reed Linder's in the game. He's in the slot out to the right side. Carlson barking at the signals. He's going to hand it to JoJo Saleem. He's going to try to get to the outside. He does get to the outside. Stays on his feet. That's going to be close to a first down for Saleem. And now the Saints are starting to get a little something going. Got to give some credit to the offensive line there. Yeah, great job again by the offensive line on the left side of the offensive line, especially led by Nate Bledsoe and number 54, Ronnie Anamorado again making a great hole for Saleem to get outside and make some room. And that will be a first down for Briarcrest. So the Saints have it first and ten. Once again, Carlson rolls out. This time he's under pressure. He's still running. He's going to throw it down the field and really just very smartly threw that ball away. Yeah, trying to find Leonard. He was the intended target, looks like, but incomplete. So second and ten for Carlson. If you're a Briarcrest Saints fan, you got to be thinking about last week, Germantown versus Christian Brothers. Yeah. Christian was up 20-3 to at halftime. Germantown rattles off 23 straight points to win the football game, and you got a chance to replicate that performance tonight if you're a Briarcrest Saint. 
So it's second down and 10 from the 44-yard line of the Saints. The Saints, uh, Carlson back to pass. He's under pressure, but it's going to be a, spur- a s- screen pass. It's caught the middle of the field. The Saints going upfield. That's going to be a first down down to the 40, down to the 30, down to the 20, down to the 10. He will get knocked out of bounds at about the two-yard line. That was number 13, Caleb Donaldson, with a fantastic run, catch and run for the Saints. However, is there a flag down? There is a flag down right on the midfield at the 50-yard line, and they're coming back. But Donaldson, wow. with a great play, got down to about the two-yard line, and yeah, it does look like it's going to come back. Yep. That was a very well-done screen pass, but there was a penalty right on about the 45-yard line against Briarcrest. So that's going to back the Saints up. And that is, that's another, the interception, then that penalty. That's tough. Tough throw. And the call is a blindside block action on the Saints. So that's going to back it up. Second and very long. Wow. Nearing 20 yards. Yeah, it's going to be second down and 20 for Brian Crest. Ball all the way back to the 35-yard line. Woo, could have had it first to go on the two, but instead it's second and 20 on the 35. Another costly penalty by the offensive line. That was huge. Carlson back to pass, has a man, it's caught. He's up to the 50. Uh, we'll call him to actually wrestle down at the 49 of Brian Crest, but that'll be a nice pickup on second down. That's number six, Devin Johnson, on the catch for the Saints. Yeah, great job by Carlson finding Devin Johnson. Now he got a much more third and manageable third and four for the Briar Crest Saints right on the 50-yard line. Just under eight minutes to go till halftime. Saints behind 21 zip. Carlson barks at the signals. There's the snap. He's back. He's looking to throw. He will throw it. He has a man. It's caught for a first down. Nice catch that time by number six, Devin Johnson. Just an easy pitch, pitch and catch that time, Parker. Yeah, Johnson once again making a big play to extend the drive here for the Saints. And Carlson now trying to get into a rhythm here with two great passes to Devin Johnson. So that'll be a first down for Briarcrest. They are back over to the Houston side of the field. It'll be first and 10 from the 41-yard line. Carlson putting together a nice passing night here. And this time Houston will jump offside. So that'll, unless the Briarcrest player move, which I do not believe happened, that'll, no, it's not. It's going to be a five-yard penalty against Houston. So that'll get the ball up to the 36-yard line. It'll be first down and five for the Saints. Yeah, off, offsides there on the defensive lineman, number 45, Cody Bullock. So first and five, as you said, for the Briarcrest Saints, right about the 40-yard line. Call Carl, it the 41. Yeah, 40, 36, I believe. But anyway, it'll be first, first and five for the Saints. Going to hand the ball off this time. That's Salim up the middle. He has a hole. He picks his way across, and he will get a first down for JoJo Salim. Beautiful vision that time by the running back. Yeah, great job by Salim and Carlson. Faked that one defender. Joe DeSalim picks up a great first down inside the 30-yard line now for the Briarcrest Saints. It's on about the 29, so first and 10 for Briarcrest. That's six and a half minutes to go till halftime. Briarcrest trailing 21 to nothing, but the Saints are on the move. Very important for Briarcrest to put some points on the board on this drive. Fakes the handoff, looking, it's Carlson, he's under pressure, he's still under pressure, he breaks a tackle, he's going to run the football, he is down to about the 20-yard line, beautiful job that time by Cade Carlson to get away from that pressure and make it into a positive play. Yeah, great job by Carlson, again, his dual third abilities are showing here in this first half, and could have been a late hit there on that sideline, but either way, second and about one for the Saints offense. 
nine-yard pickup for Carlson that time. It could have been a loss, but he broke a tackle and turned it into a positive play. He's going to hand it off to Saleem. Saleem trying to get a field. He finally turns the corner a little bit. He will get the first down. Beautiful job that time by JoJo Saleem. Yeah, great perseverance that time by Saleem, breaking a couple tackles and dragging a Mustang defender down to the first down. So Saints keep marching right down the field. About the 15-yard line, it'll be first and 10 for Brian Crest. Saints offensive line did a beautiful job this drive, opening up holes and also giving uh, Carlson plenty of protection. So Carlson takes the snap. He's looking downfield. He'll throw it in the flat, but it's, it's caught to Linder. Linder will break a tackle, and he will get down to about the six or seven-yard line. That's going to be close to another Briarcrest first down, although it'll probably be a couple of yards short. Yeah, great pass by Carlson very quickly out to Linder, and Linder very quick burst of speed, takes advantage, picks up about eight yards, about second and two for the Saints. So Briarcrest deep into Houston territory. Snap is back. They're going to pitch it to Saleem this time. He's going to try to get to the outside. He's going to try to power his way into the end zone, but he will be brought down at about the two-yard line, but that will be a first down for Briarcrest, so it'll be first and goal from there. Huge opportunity here for the Saints. As we said earlier, you got to get points in this drive. you got to cut in this Houston lead before the halftime, and you got a great opportunity here about first and goal from the two-yard line after a very powerful run by Joe Saleem. So first down for Briarcrest. Carlson looks back to the bench. He's getting the play call in from uh, Robbie Donaldson. Saints look like they may have called timeout. Uh, at least the clock is not running. Actually, I think the referee is just uh Okay, the Mustangs actually just got a personal foul penalty. Now, of course, if you're ever going to do one, this is a spot. It's only a one-yard penalty half the distance, but Briarcrest now will have it first and down from the one-yard line. And there's a snap, and there we go. Another whistle just as the snap comes out. Offsides on the Mustang, so now the half-yard line. Now, so yep. two penalties that you don't want, but at least on the two-yard line, so it doesn't hurt the Mustangs much. Yeah, so a unsportsmanlike conduct penalty from the two took it to the one. A offsides penalty took it to the one to the half-yard line. So now Briarcrest still first to goal, this time from the half-yard line. Now Carlson seems to be having trouble getting signals in from the sidelines. He has 14 seconds to go, so plenty of time. Carlson now ready for the snap. And one, oh, for crying out loud, there is the whistle again, and I believe Briarcrest that time's going to call timeout. So with timeout on the field, we'll be right back after this radio timeout. Your exclusive source for high school sports coverage in the Mid-South. The Mighty 990 and 107.9 FM. KWAM Memphis, a Starnes Media Group station. Magnolia Homes is your local luxury home builder in the Memphis area. Magnolia Homes is committed to their slogan, Live Life Well, and pledge their attention to the curated design and personalized features that reflect distinctive taste. They pledge their attention to craftsmanship, originality, superior materials, and dedication to their homeowner's total satisfaction. Celebrating 35 years, Magnolia Homes is a locally family-owned business by Karen Garner and Reggie Garner Jr. Explore their six communities with five furnished models. Click yourmagnoliahome.com for more info. We're back at Houston High School. Briarcrest down on the half-yard line, threatening to score here in a game that Houston has dominated so far, but the Briarcrest Saints can get right back in it. There's four minutes and 29 seconds to go to halftime. Houston leading 21 to nothing, but Briarcrest knocking on the door. Saints just called a timeout to kind of get their act together. 
And now we're waiting uh, for the referee to blow the whistle. He does so. And Carlson back in the shotgun formation. We'll take the snap. He'll give it to Salim. Salim will easily cut up the middle of the field for the touchdown. And with four minutes and 23 seconds to go to halftime, Briarcrest scores their first touchdown of the game and makes it 21 to 6. Yeah, great job by that offensive line led by Nate Bledsoe and Zach Green creating a huge hole, making it look very easy for Jojo Salim. Yeah, nice, easy touchdown for Salim. Now Cooper Allen will come on the field. Linder will be on the hold. Bramlett will be on the snap. And the Saints will try to cut this lead to 14. The snap is back. Its hold is down. The kick is up, and the kick is good. So with four minutes and 23 seconds to go, it is now Houston 21, Briarcrest 7. And so Parker May will keep it here. Um, really now a fantastic opportunity for the Briarcrest defense to get a stop here before halftime and possibly even let the Briarcrest offense get back or let the Briarcrest offense get back on the field and possibly even close this gap even more before half. Yeah, it's a great one. We talked about earlier, just trying to get it to within a two-score gap. And then you get ball at half, got a great chance to cut it to one score after the break. But you got 4.20 to go in this first half. Your defense go over there and make another stop. That'd be huge to get Cade Cross and the offense back out. And they had a fantastic drive right there. That was a great drive. And uh, you made a, a, a great point just a few minutes ago, Parker, that just last week, a division team, Christian Brothers, probably was feeling pretty good along about this time. They were leading 20 to nothing, and I was following that game on Twitter. Actually, it was last Saturday, so six days ago. But they ended up losing that ball game. So Saints aren't out of this yet. No, absolutely not. Very – to come back, that's very doable, and I think this Saints offense is one that can definitely make it happen. By the way, I just got a text from a Houston fan that the young man injured, Garrett Lear, um, is having surgery tonight, hopefully, uh, and that he it's a broken tibia. Yeah, that's not a great injury you're hoping for, yes. again, thoughts and prayers for a speedy and quick recovery. Yeah, Garrett Lear, thanks to Joanna Young for sending me that info. Old friend and a proud Houston Mustang mom. So, Briarcrest will now kick off to the Houston Mustangs. Cooper Allen back out on the field. Cooper hadn't got quite as much action tonight as he did last week. No, he was very active last week with his seven, with his five PATs last week. An opportunity for him to kick off and probably, hopefully pin Houston deeper, kicking in the end zone again. So Allen is backing up. He's set the ball down and he will kick it here in just a second. Briarcrest kickoff team out on the field. Houston with two deep men back at about the one yard line, expecting a deep kick. And that's what they will get, although it's not that deep. It's going to actually go toward the sidelines. It's going to hit in bounds, but it's going to go out of bounds. And uh, saw that a lot last year, Parker. Didn't want to yeah, have to see it this year. Yeah, we saw that last year. We didn't really understand it. I don't think we understand it again this year. He has to like to get deep in the end zone every time, or at least kick it near the end zone. And that time, kick bounced. You're on the 15-yard line. It went out of bounds. So the Mustangs will have great field position in the drive, though. You really need to stop it. Yeah, and in the way the, the Houston has run the football tonight, uh, you don't want to give them any advantages uh, that they don't earn, and they certainly uh, are getting an unearned advantage, although it looks like now they are actually going to come – they're actually going to mark off a penalty against Briarcrest. Now, that is different than what normally happens. That is different. 
So the re-kick, and that's probably a gift and maybe another chance to kind of pin them deep. And let's see if they change the strategy up for this kickoff here. So it's a five-yard penalty against the Saints. The ball will be moved back to the 35-yard line instead of the 40. Cooper Allen will kick off from there. Might have been a false start or an offside penalty on one of the kickoff team members. May have been, yeah. We just uh, – it, it looked – they threw the flag down there, but there could have been another one uh, down the field that we didn't notice. Anyway, Allen's about to kick off again for the Saints. 4.23 to go in the second quarter. Houston leading 21-7. to There is the kick. The kick will deep. It's right down the middle of the field. It's going to land about the 10. Going to take a big hop. Houston feels it at the 5. Up the field. Up to about the 20. To the 25. To the 30. Out to the 40. Still on his feet. All out to the 50-yard line. Still on his feet. And he's going to be finally tackled by Briarcrest past the 50-yard line. And that's understatement of the year, Parker. But that's not what the Saints needed. Yeah, now for Coach Stewart in there. Coaching stuff, you'd probably take that kick out of bounds because that was a very fantastic return <laughs> by number one, Tristan Lurie, the senior receiver. And that may be why, we, why, why they did not want to kick to him. But uh, So that was a fantastic return uh, for Houston, and they will have it first down in Briarcrest territory. They're going to spot the ball, looks like about the 47-yard line. It'll be first down for Houston. There, CESA back in the game for uh, Houston. Snap is back today, and uh, guess what happened, Parker May? Another flag. It's probably about the twentieth <laughs> one we've seen this quarter. And they come out exactly as the snap goes up. It's it's uncanny how often that's happened. But that'll be a false start against Houston, so it'll be first and fifteen for the Mustangs. Yeah, you know, normally you don't see a lot of false starts or offsides when you're in the home team, but Houston, that offensive and defensive line has really struggled with that so far this first half. Ball moved back to now it's on the Briarcrest side of the field. It's on the 48-yard line of the Saints. Houston with two wide outs to the left, one to the right. Got a man in motion. Snap is back, hands it off to Cesa. Saints hit him in the backfield, and it'll be just a short game this time. In the last several times, Parker, that Cesa's gotten the ball, the Saints have done a much better job of getting penetration and getting him to the ground. Yeah, a lot better job. And he was first tackle there, number five, Brandon Myers wrapping it up from the feet. And then there was like Carter Bostick was there to finish the tackle out. So much better. Loss of about gain of two. Yeah, ball now on the 49-yard line of Houston. It'll be second down and about 12 for the Mustangs. High snap, but they hand it off to once again. Cease up the middle, and he's going to be bottled up for a base. maybe, maybe a one-yard gain. Maybe, time. and he was absolutely smothered on that play by Nate Blood. So fantastic play by the senior Rice commit, third and long. And so it's going to be, yeah, third down and 11 or 12, something like that for Houston. We have a little bit of delay on the field. The referees blew the whistle. But neither team is, both teams are just kind of standing around right now. I think it's more of a referee's timeout. And the game clock is still running, but yeah, the, the play game clock, clock stopped. Exactly. So that's a weird that delay. So anyway, Houston is coming up to line up now. They will have a third and 12. Ball is on their 49-yard line. Saints have started to shut down the Houston running game. Let's see if they pass this time, and they will. Day rolling out, looking, looking. He cocks his arm. He throws it. He has a man, but he overthrows him. And so that will make it fourth down and 12 for the Saints, and what a great stop for the Saints defense. Yeah, fantastic coverage on the play by Colin Collier and Holden Day. Holden Day, who was injured last week at the back, and drew back and making an impact tonight. 
So theoretically, I guess, Houston. And there's a flag on the play. Okay. I should have just maybe we should just assume there's going to be a flag. I'm almost now impressed when there isn't a flag on the play. <sighs> we'll see what this one is. I assume also it must be a dead ball penalty because Briarcrest would have taken the play and not the penalty. Yeah, it looked like it was against the Mustangs and Coach Stewart declined the penalty, forcing about a fourth and 12. So Houston started to bring their punt team out. Then they called them back, and now it looks like we're going to have a timeout and Houston's going to think about it because you think about it, Parker, even though if it were me, I would punt the football from here, but they are in the middle of the field, and, uh, you know, punt to the end zone is only going to pick them up not that only about 30 yards, so they might go for it. Sure, but when you got a great kicker, and it is going to be the kicker slash punter, George Vesney, who will come out to punt this one away. As we said, this could be a huge stop for the Brockers' defense, and they did just that, forcing a fourth and long. So now they get the ball back with about two and a half minutes to go and try to add some more points on the board before halftime. And Houston's punter does come out on the field, Vesna. Similar to Cooper Allen, their kicker also is their punter. Now Briarcrest is coming out. Going back deep is JoJo Celine. So, two minutes and 35 seconds to go until halftime. Houston leading 21-7. Briarcrest, though, is about to get the ball back. Saints do have two timeouts. Excuse me, the Saints only have uh, – no, the Saints have two timeouts left. It's Houston uh, burned two timeouts uh, in the first half. Referee blows the whistle. Snap is back. The punt is away. It's a deep one, but Celine will – no, it is. Of him, Briarcrest seems to get away from it. Now it takes a beautiful Houston bounce. Now the Houston hit the ball at about the one. Oh my gracious! He looked like the ball went into the end zone, but the referee is going to throw the bean bag down at the man about the six-inch line. Wow, that's a tough call that time, Parker. And Linder and the special teams unit can't believe it. The Houston player didn't look like he had control of it until he was past the goal line. And I think the Briarcrest offense will start about as deep as you can be. It looks like the point of the football is past the goal line. It so is I, literally on like the two-inch. <laughs> two if there's inches a, outside the end zone. If there's a one-inch line, that's exactly where it is because this is a very tough spot to be in if your kid curls in the offense. Backed up. Yeah, so now what Briarcrest is thinking is just try to get it out of this hole back there. So Carlson will be in the shotgun. He will be taking that snap back. In the end zone, JoJo Saleem is the running back. There are four wideouts. Briarcrest trying to get Houston to jump off sides. They didn't do it this time. Now Carlson looks like he's going to call another play, and actually Briarcrest is going to call a timeout as the play clock was about to go. So Some of the offensive court coaches were trying to signal to Carlson. Play clock was winding down. He just couldn't see him. So Saints had to bring a crucial timeout with 2.23 to go, backed up on their one-yard line. So Briarcrest calls a timeout there. We'll just call it the one-yard line, and that's they're actually inside the one. It'll be first and ten for Briarcrest. And so, Parker, I guess in this situation, if you're Briarcrest, you're more thinking survival uh, than anything else here. You just don't want a big mistake, a safety or anything like that to happen uh, when you're this deep in your own territory. Yeah, that's a great point. you got a first down chance here on the one-yard line. First thought is you've got to get out of the end zone. You got to give your quarterback and running back some breathing room, and then you're trying to put some points on the board. You still got two minutes and 23 seconds. You still got a timeout, so you got a lot of chances here to make some points happen and get some more cut into this huge Mustang lead. So the teams are going back out on the field, and the Briarcrest fans are making some noise over here. 
there is a young lady with a megaphone, and she is imploring everybody to make noise, and they are obeying her. Would you obey what she says? Absolutely. you got to cheer on the Briarcrest Saints and a great student section on hand from the Saints tonight. There's, there's a snap. It's going to be a handoff of Briarcrest. It's going to be up the middle. I believe that's Salim, and he will get about three yards after about the three-yard line. Actually, Logan Taylor, the fullback, checked in on the carry, and that was a great job by him just getting him out of the end zone for about a two-yard gain. So Taylor on the carry that time. Carlson once again calling the signals, looks at the sideline. He takes the snap. He's going to pass it this time. He has a man, and it's dropped. Wow. Had a man. It was number six, uh, Devin Johnson, but just wasn't able to make the completion. Yeah, Devin Johnson couldn't make the catch, but you're, Carlson, you're more lucky that it just wasn't intercepted. Houston Slayer got a hand on it, wasn't intercepted, so huge third and eight here. Got to get more out of the end zone. At least give your punter some if you can't pick up this first down. Third down and eight from the Briarcrest from their own two-yard line. Carlson rolling out, rolling out. He's looking. He throws it. He has a man, and it's going to be caught for Briarcrest out past the 10-yard line. That will be a Saints first down. Great job by Caleb Donaldson, finding a little bit of room down by the sideline, and Clarkson Carlson, I should say, makes a fantastic throw to extend this Briarcrest drive. Cade Carlson gets the Saints out of their end zone. The ball is now on about the 12. Snap is back. He's rolling out again. He's looking down the field. He has a man, and it's complete for Briarcrest. Going to cut up field, but Houston kind of closed that one down pretty quickly. That was number six, Devin Johnson on the reception for Briarcrest. Yeah, Johnson with his fourth catch of the night. Short of the first down, though, should be second at about two. Yeah, ball's put down at about the 20-yard line, so you're exactly right. Second and two for Briarcrest. 1.24 to go till halftime. Snap is back. Going to actually hand it off this time to the big running back. That's number 20, Logan Taylor, and that will be a Briarcrest first down. The Saints only have one timeout left, and there's one minute and 15 seconds to go till halftime. Yeah, guys start trying to push the ball down the field here. Drops coordinator Robbie Donaldson in the offense. Just about a minute to go, only one timeout. And there's going to be a timeout on the field. Actually, there was, looks like a piece of equipment. So a player's cleat actually came off. That was number defensive lineman for the Mustangs. His cleat came off, so we'll get a substitute in for him. So that'll actually give Briarcrest a little bit of a break because that stops the clock. Although there it goes again. So the Saints need to go ahead and get the snap off. They had an opportunity to get their play set, but now we're under a minute to go. There is the snap. Carlson looking, looking. He's going to go deep. He has a man. It's going to be thrown into double coverage, and uh, that's going to be incomplete. That was intended for number six, Devin Johnson. Yeah, overthrown, but I don't even think Johnson knew the ball was heading his way. Couldn't find it. He was double-teamed. Great, great coverage there by number eight, number 22 for the Mustangs. So that leaves 49 seconds to go to halftime, and that makes it second down and 10. The ball is spotted at the 26-yard line of Houston. Of Briarcrest, I mean. Saints. Snap is back. Now Carlson is going to keep the ball, and he cuts up the middle of the field. He's going to pick up um, about five yards that time. And that will be a timeout on the field. The Saints call that. So that will be the last timeout for Briarcrest. So you're, now let's put on your offensive coordinator hat again. It is going to be third and ten. There's 40 seconds to go. Houston does have a timeout. The last thing you want to do, though, is make a big mistake down here. What do you do if you're Robbie Donaldson? Yeah, I got to question the timeout call, honestly, right there. I mean, you got 40 seconds left. If you don't pick up this first down, Houston still has that timeout. They can easily get the ball back with a chance to make something happen. But 
you used that timeout, so now you got to pick up something here on this third down. Carlson can make a nice throw. I'd look for maybe something near towards the sideline as now you're out of timeout for Max Carroll and maybe even Devin Johnson near the sideline. I think a little bit of shout-out right now, Parker, needs to go to Donaldson, the wide receiver. He's made several big catches here in the first half, several to keep drives alive as well. Yeah, he's had a fantastic game, one of the few junior receivers making an impact. Most of these receivers out here are seniors. So it's third down for Briarcrest. Actually, third and five. They have ten up on the uh, scoreboard. Uh, snap is back, looking to throw, looking. There's no pressure. There's plenty of time. He's going to go deep. Has a man open. It's going to be Linder. He caught the football down at the 25-yard line, and he lunges forward to the 20. A big-time throw by the quarterback, Cade Carlson, that time. Say this, Cade Carlson is a underrated quarterback. That was a fantastic throw. You couldn't have placed it any better right there for Linder. Clock now at 30 seconds. Ball is on the 23-yard line. Saints back to pass again. Carlson looking, has a man. That time it's going to be incomplete. The intended receiver was number 20, Logan Taylor. Yeah, trying to find Taylor off his hands, but he had Devin Johnson there on the 10-yard line. Taylor just can't come up with a play. So 26 seconds to go. Briarcrest will be second down and 10 now. Ball is on the 23-yard line. Cade Carlson's gone the whole way at quarterback tonight, and he back in the shotgun. The snap is back. He's going to roll out. He's looking to throw. He's still running, still running, still looking. He's got to get rid of it. He throws the ball downfield, and he just threw that one away. There's really nothing there that time. There was a wide open receiver on the other side of the field, but that would have been one of the greatest. That would have been a Patrick Mahomes' <laughs> That's right. throw. And I don't know if Cade Carlson is up to Patrick Mahomes' level, but huge chance, third and ten. But either way, I believe you should be in Coop Brown's field goal range. It'll be about a 38-yarder from here. I was just about to ask you that. Do you believe this is in the range? Did you just answer the question? So. It'd be a tough kick. I think Coop Brown could make this kick. Not very much win tonight, but anyway, first no. things first. It's third down and ten for Briarcrest. Ball on the 23-yard line. Carlson is looking. He has plenty of time. He's still looking. He throws the ball downfield. He has a man. He's caught by Linder. And she stays down to the two-yard line. They're going to have to get up and spike the ball. Eight seconds to go. Seven seconds to go. The referees actually now have stopped the clock, but the Saints are going to have to spike it very quickly. And then six seconds to go, five seconds to go, snap it. And it's, the ball's fumbled. He's just going to have to throw it away. Carlson's rolling out. He still has the ball. And the clock runs out. Flag on the play. But there is a flag on the play. Let's see what that is I believe is all the about. call was 12 men on the field for Houston, number three for the Mustangs. are trying to sub out of the game, putting it off the field in time. So Carlson's going to get an untimed down here. And one more chance for the Saints on first and goal with a huge chance in this football game to make a play. What a massive break for Briarcrest. Houston on a play. It was really a broken play for the Saints. A drop snap. Then he had to just kind of throw the ball into the end zone because he had no other choice. But Houston had too many men on the field. So, therefore, as you just told us, Carlson will have an untimed down here. And the Saints, now what do you do here? Do you go for the touchdown or do you kick the field goal? It's a tough call. Very tough call, depending on what you're comfortable with. And it looks like they're going to send the offense out on the field. They will send the offense on the field from the two-yard line. Ball is inside the five. Cade Carlson. the game to go for it on your coach, Stewart. I think this is the right call. Cade Carlson in a quarterback. Briar Quest talking about it. It's an untimed down. The ball is inside the five yards. Uh, Five-yard line, and uh, now we have another penalty flag down. And it's against you. Actually, timeout. called timeout. So, Woo. 
lot going on here, Parker Bay. Exciting two-minute drill from Cade Carlson. He's delivered here down the stretch, and it's a fantastic start from Cade Carlson. Struggled early with the three and out, then he had the interception, but since then he's put together a touchdown drive, and now we're on the two-yard line with another chance to score. So, just to set the scene for you again, Houston leads 21-7. We are at Landers Ford Stadium at the campus of Houston High School. Josh Davis and Parker Mayer with you. We are sitting in the Briarcrest fan section. We are sitting up here in the bleachers. We're not in the press box, but I kind of like it over here, Parker. It's a lot of fun. you got all the fans around you, all the student section to our right and parents right in front of us. Offense will stay on the field for Coach Donaldson and the Saints as Cade Carlson trying to get the Saints to their touchdown here on the two-yard line. The ball's on the two. It will be an untimed down. There's no time left on the clock. Briar Crest is opting to go for the touchdown instead of kicking the short field goal. It'll either be 21-7 or 21-13 here in just a few seconds. Cade Carlson back in the shotgun. He is calling out his signals. Referee blows the whistle. Reed Linder in motion. The snap, it's going to be a reverse to Max Carroll, and he dives into the end zone for a Briarcrest touchdown. What a beautiful call by Robbie Donaldson. And with no time left to go, it's Houston 21, Briarcrest 13. Cooper Allen will be on for the extra point in just a second. Coach Donaldson is a genius offensive coordinator. What a play. Trickeration there. He put Linder in motion to fake the jet sweep, and here comes Max Carroll on the pitch on the jet touch pass, and it's an easy touchdown for the Saints as he lunges into the end zone. Now Cooper Allen for the PAT. Cooper Allen will be Bramlett on the snap, Linder on the hold. The snap is back. It's a little high, so he's going to have to take it. Linder's going to run with the football. He's going to he's going to be tackled back around the nine-yard line. So the high snap that time led to uh, unable to get the kickoff. So at halftime, it's going to be 21 to 13. We will go back to the studios, and we will be back right after the halftime show with Josh Rivera. Take it away, Josh. From the Mighty 990 Broadcast Center, it's the Peer Financial Advisors Halftime Show. Peer Financial Advisors. Plan, invest, evolve, retire confidently with Peer Financial Advisors. Here's Josh Rivera. Now, who saw that coming, right? What a game already. Started off a little slow. Started off a little quiet for Briarcrest. Already um, back, the game is back into normal motion. At first, it seemed like um, Houston was going to run away with it. You had Damon Cisa who was going off. He has three touchdowns. He was looking to, uh, it seemed like Briarcrest was um, was, was going to start to lose it there. The first game, the first play of the game was, was kind of scary there. Knee injury from Garrett Lear. You heard it from Josh Davis. He got a contact saying that he uh, got a broken tibia. He's going to have some surgery tonight. Scary scene with the ambulance coming out, but um, our thoughts and prayers to uh, to Garrett. Um, hopefully, he'll be back on the field at some point. Um, but but this is going to be recovery time for Garrett. Um, hopefully, and thankfully, it wasn't anything more serious. Um, not a good situation for him, but we do send our prayers. Twenty-one to thirteen at the half. Houston leading Briarcrest. Uh, it, it it seemed like it's like I said. It seemed like Houston was going to run away with it. But Briarcrest are in the last play. Pulling it within eight points, um, you have to imagine that the second half is going to be uh, just as exciting as the last couple of minutes of the first half. Kate Carlson is uh, playing. There's no sign of J.D. Sherrod. Uh, we'll have to get some, uh, some information on that as the night progresses. 
Um, let's get to some scores around the Memphis area. We're going to start with uh, Germantown. Germantown up 15-2, to 15-2 against MUS. And if you remember, Germantown uh, rallied to beat Christian Brothers last week, 26-2. They're, they're jumping off the gate really strong against MUS. MUS, they beat Arlington 35-0 last week. M- MUS has always been a pretty good team in the Memphis areas. And uh, as I said, um, the, the Germantown... High school. I mean, two two safeties. What a rare uh, occasion! Two safeties for each team, um, which is why MUS has two points right now. We're gonna go down into Memphis East and Arlington at the half. Arlington is not playing around. Forty eight to forty eight to six at the half. Memphis East. Uh, what what is going on with them? Arlington was two and eight last year. Um, both teams were scoreless as of. Uh, before the game started, both had rough season openers, but Arlington already jumping off the gate, 48 points at the half. It looks like they're going to run away with this game. Christian Brothers and Sheffield, Christian Brothers 44-0. to Christian Brothers also a big power school in the Memphis area. It seems like they're going to be stealing this game as well. Christian Brothers, remember, if you remember uh, when they played Germantown, they they lost due to penalties. Penalty seems like that's not going to be a problem for them. Tonight, they held a 20-3 lead at the half. They didn't score the rest of the game, and Germantown went to steal the game. They learned their lesson. They're up 44-0. You have to imagine Sheffield's not going to let... Uh, you have to imagine the Christian Brothers is not going to let Sheffield steal this game from them. Jumping to Collierville, they're up 35-0 to Douglas High School. Collierville High School coming off an undefeated season. They uh, lost in the playoffs last year against Ravenwood. They... Uh, they, they, uh, they Aiden Glover is just going off for their team as well. Christian Brothers, uh, they're not going to let shift or Collierville. They're they're against Douglas right now. Collierville one forty seven is here against Wooddale with less plays twenty two plays to Wooddale's thirty five plays. They also had seven less minutes of possession time. It looks like Collierville is looking to jump to a two and zero record start. And then we're going to jump to some Mumford and Millington. What a rivalry between Mumford and Millington. Uh, they beat Millington thirty nine. To 13 last year, they finished nine and three. The Mumford did, and they went six and zero undefeated in their district. Millington also looking to win two in a row after their win against Kirby Cougars. Unfortunately, Millington's going to have to find a way to rally back, being down 31 points at the half. Desoto Central 14 to seven against Senatobia. Desoto Central impressive start so far. Senatobia is ranked number five in the Memphis area. So far, they're down seven points to DeSoto Central. You have to imagine that Senatobia has a lot to say as the game progresses. Horn Lake and Grenada High School. Horn Lake is down 0-14 to against Grenada High School. Haywood, 44-0 against Oak Haven High School. And then we have a close game. Cordova and St. Benedict at Arbondale, both tied at 14 right now. Covington also at the half, 34-0. Covington... Um, looking to steal this game, an easy game against Jackson Northside. They're up 34-0. to zero. When we come back, we're going to talk to John Varlis and jump into more scores just to give you an update on what's going around football in the Memphis area. We'll be back with an interview real quick on a recap of what's going on in the Memphis area with John Varlis. We'll be back after these messages. 
A really smart bank lets its customers do the talking. In bigger banks, you get lost in the shuffle. Here, that, that's not the case. When you walk in, everybody knows who you are. She knows my name, and I know her name. I think this bank has personality. I tell everyone about it. They think independently, and they allow people to realize their dreams. I see myself still with Independent Bank in 10 years. Isn't it time you switched to Independent Bank? Independence to me is freedom. Independent Bank. Locally owned and FDIC insured. Advisory services offered through Prime Capital Investments Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor, Overland Park, Kansas. Hi, this is Rick Ditter, founder of Peer Financial Advisors. You know, there was a time when most people could work on their own cars. Cars were less complicated, and people seemed to have more free time. Now, many people don't even top up their own wiper fluid. Just like cars, investments have gotten more complicated, too. At Peer Financial Advisors, we professionally manage custom portfolios based on your needs. Whether you have $300,000 or $30 million, give us a call, 901-471-8100. Now, back to the Peer Financial Advisors Halftime Show with Josh Rivera. Welcome back. We're going to jump right into our interview. Before we do that, Briarcrest, 20, or Briarcrest 13, Houston 21. John Varlis joins me on the phone right now. He's actually at the game. He's reporting the Briarcrest in Houston and a bunch of other games. He's live tweeting. John, thank you for joining the show. Oh, you're welcome, Josh. Glad to do it. Yeah, Dam- uh, Damon Sisa going off with several touchdowns already pretty quickly. Did you see this coming from Houston right off the gate? Well, I thought Houston would be pretty good based on the uh, performance they put up last week against Ridgeway, but obviously Briarcrest is, you know, quite a few notches above competition. So, yeah, to start off the way they did with a 21-0 lead, I think was super impressive. They were controlling the line of scrimmage. They were running the ball well, getting some good timely passes. Uh, but I think I think once Briarcrest settled down, they, they've been able to move the ball as well, convert some big plays, and uh, I think we're shaping up for a really good second half. Yeah, scary injury in the first moments of the game. You know, the ambulance had to pull out into the field. Scary situation. Uh, our play-by-play, Josh Davis, he he got a text message from someone who uh, is familiar with the team saying that Garrett uh, Garrett Lear actually has a broken tibia. What was the scene at the game right as it happened? Well, it was just it's just an unfortunate situation. I mean, you could tell right away the young man had a had a, a, a situation with his leg and in fact you could probably see it you know from from uh, your vantage point in the stands and there was an audible kind of groan from the crowd to you know when they saw that you know it was it was broken and well I, I don't want to say well I'm just going to assume it was pretty badly injured let's put it that way because uh, you could see it but yeah it's just unfortunate and they they tended to him you know thankfully Houston has outstanding trainers and and uh, outstanding, uh, you know, medical personnel here at the games, and I'm, I'm sure the young man will be okay. But you know, prayers to him and his family. It's a tough way to, to start the season for sure, but uh, but hopefully he'll be back, you know, better than ever from this. Yeah, plenty of time for Briarcrest. You know, it seemed like the first couple minutes of the game. I was wondering if Houston was going to pull off um, with an easy victory, but they've rallied. Briarcrest has rallied back to uh, make it within eight points. Uh, plenty of time for them to rally a comeback. It seems like they're already starting. What do they have to keep doing, I guess, in this case, to get back in the game and possibly win? Well, first of all, they're going to have to figure out a way to keep uh, Houston off the field. Houston's been able to put together some nice drives, and, and, uh, and you know, at some point, the Briarcrest defense is going to get tired because they've been on the field a lot. So they'll have to put together some drives. Um, I, I, like I said, I think they're starting to find themselves and find their rhythm and find their confidence against this team. And and, you know, realize that they're they're every bit as good as Houston is. And so I, I think once, you know, now that they've got that confidence, it's going to be easy to, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of adjustments Coach Stewart makes at halftime. And, you know, we'll see how it goes. I mean, but these are two really good teams. I don't think there's much to separate them. And I, 
so, you know, like I said, I, I expect the game to be pretty close and competitive the rest of the way. John, I want to thank you for joining the show. Uh, keep us updated. I know you, you're definitely keeping everyone updated on your live tweeting uh, uh, of games ac- across the Memphis area. I want to thank you for that. John, thank you for joining the show, and we'll talk to you later. You got it, Josh. Thank you. All right, guys, that was John Varlis, high school reporter for the Daily Memphian. and I want to thank him for contributing to the show as always. We're going to jump to a break. When we come back, we're going to finish off with more scores around the city of Memphis, and then we're going to toss it back to our play-by-play with Josh Davis and Parker May. Weimer's Jewelry is your home-owned, home-operated neighborhood jeweler. We're happy to support our community and wish our teams good and safe play. At Weimer's, we specialize in all forms of jewelry and watch repair. Watch batteries supplied and installed for just $6. Ring sizing, chain repair, and all forms of custom design with all work done in-house. So for your jewelry needs, come see us. We are Weimer's Jewelry, 7525 Stage Road, the shops of Appling Way. Frame your stories for a lifetime. Rando Frame and Gallery provides a wide variety of frames for senior pictures, wedding photographs, high school and college diplomas, jerseys, art, and restores frames for historical prints and paintings as well. A local family business. Let Rando Frame and Gallery serve you with distinctive custom designs. There is something for everyone. Rando Frame and Gallery, located in the Germantown Collection off Poplar and Exeter. Easy to park, easy to get it done, and easy to get out. Curbside parking available. Now, back to the Peer Financial Advisors Halftime Show with Josh Rivera. Good insight by John Varlis. want to thank him once again for joining the show and give us an update of what's going on there at Briarcrest and Houston. We're going to finish off with a couple more scores from around the Memphis area. White Station in Memphis Central right now at the half, 9-7. to seven. White Station is leading 9-7. to seven. We also have Hamilton and Wooddale. Hamilton leading at the at the fourth quarter, twenty four to zero, and then Olive Branch and Neshoba Central fourteen to six. Olive Branch is leading. ECS fourteen and Jackson Trinity Christian zero. If you remember ECS, uh, they needed this win. They need they have a, a pretty big schedule coming. Um, they better get rolling because their their game against Tupelo Christian is next week. Who went eleven and three last season. Uh, they beat uh, ECS beat Trinity Christian 48 to zero last year. They're already up 14 to zero. You can imagine they're ready to uh, to, re- to 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 have the same results as last year. Bartlett and Hoover close game uh, currently seven to seven, and then Fate Academy up 20 to zero against Halls. Mace 30 to zero against Harding Academy, and then Southwind up six to two against Kirby. North Point Christian 35 to Brighton's seven, and then Melrose 25 Mitchell zero. And then Tupelo up against number two ranked Lafayette, 10-0. to What an impressive start so far in the game. And then just a quick recap on the ones that I'd already mentioned before. Just quickly, Germantown up 15-2 to to MUS. Briarcrest down 13 to Houston's 21. Memphis East 6 to Arlington's 48. You can imagine Arlington is ready to finish that game. And then Christian Brothers up 44 to Sheffield, 0. Collierville High School 35, Douglas 0. Mumford 31 at the half against Millington at zero. DeSoto Central 40, 14 to Senatobia 7. And then Grenada High School up 14 to 0 against Horn Lake. And then Cordova and St. Benedict 14 to 14 tied. And Covington finishing off with the stats up 34 to 0 at Jackson North Side. We're going to take it back after these commercial breaks with Josh Davis and Parker May. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to kick it right back to our pipeline. Play-by-play coverage of Briarcrest and Houston. 
Magnolia Homes is your local luxury home builder in the Memphis area. Magnolia Homes is committed to their slogan, Live Life Well, and pledge their attention to the curated design and personalized features that reflect distinctive taste. They pledge their attention to craftsmanship, originality, superior materials, and dedication to their homeowner's total satisfaction. Celebrating 35 years, Magnolia Homes is a locally family-owned business by Karen Garner and Reggie Garner Jr. Explore their six communities with five furnished models. Click yourmagnoliahome.com for more info. Weimer's Jewelry is your home-owned, home-operated neighborhood jeweler. We're happy to support our community and wish our teams good and safe play. At Weimer's, we specialize in all forms of jewelry and watch repair. Watch batteries supplied and installed for just $6. Ring sizing, chain repair, and all forms of custom design with all work done in-house. So for your jewelry needs, come see us. We are Weimer's Jewelry, 7525 Stage Road, the shops of Appling Way. Briarcrest Football, powered by EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. Sponsored by Magnolia Homes, live life well. Peer Financial Advisors, plan, invest, evolve, retire confidently. Independent Bank, a better way to bank. Way to bank. Rando Frame and Gallery, and Weimer's Jewelry. Live from high atop Clayton Field in the Ray Mullins Press Box, here's Josh Davis and Parker May. We are back, and we are actually at Houston High School at the Landers Ford Field, and we are actually sitting in the Briarcrest section, not in the press box tonight, but uh, you are listening to Briarcrest football here on KWAM, the Mighty 990. It is halftime of the game, and Briarcrest is trailing 21-13. to Houston got out very quickly on the Saints, scored 21 unanswered points, and were making it look very, very easy. The running back, Damon Cisa, was just running at will, but the Saints defense, kind of got their wits about them, shut down Houston a few times, and then the Saints came back, scored 13 points before half to make it 21-13 at half. And Parker, looked like it's going to be a blowout early, but Briarcrest is right back in this ballgame. Yeah, fantastic answer by Coach Robbie Donaldson and the Saints in that second quarter led by Cade Carlson. Fantastic two touchdown drives, including that last-second touchdown in the half. And Sitter, we got a fun setup tonight in the top of the visitors' bleachers. And a shout out our chief engineer, Chuck, for making this all happen. Fun setup tonight. And we're about ready to get the second half underway. Briarcrest will receive. So Caden Carlson and the offense will get a chance to cut in this lead once again. That's right. Chuck Condren is the man that makes all this happen. He's he's getting a radio broadcast that's being broadcast out not only to the Memphis area, but all across the world over the Internet. And he's doing it from a cigarette lighter out of Todd Starr's <laughs> car. I mean, that's it. That's amazing. It's the way we do it down here at KWAM. Uh, is, uh, w- but we thank Chuck for that. Thank you, Absolutely. Chuck. That's awesome. You're welcome. Fantastic. Uh, I tell you, though, uh, Parker, one thing that does amaze me, this is a beautiful facility here at Houston. It's shocking they don't have any electricity on this side of the stadium. Yeah, it's unreal. <laughs> it's it's, like a, it's a, be a fantastic field to play on. Yeah. Beautiful surf field. Seems like there would be one outlet somewhere that we could run a, a cord to, but apparently not. So. Apparently, the only one is Todd Starnes' car. So That's right. We were really getting it. We're doing a fantastic job with it. we got an exciting second half of football we're about to get ready to watch. And that is right. Briarcrest will receive the football. And, of course, the Saints, if they are able to take it down the field and score, we will have a, a very close football game, possibly even a tie game after that, depending on what uh, the Saints do on the extra point. But uh, – Saints weren't able to. Saints scored actually with no time left in the first half to make it 21-13 on the extra point, though. 
there was a high snap, and uh, Briarcrest holder, Reed Linder, just had to kind of run around and go to his knees, and uh, we just was unable to do anything with it. So, so the Saints will receive. Linder's going deep. JoJo Salim is going deep. Here comes Houston out on the field. And we are just seconds away from the second half of this football game, Briarcrest versus Houston, here at Houston High School. Their kicker, George Vesna, about ready to get the second half started with one touchback already tonight. Reed Linder and JoJo Saleem, deep to return for the Briarcrest Saints. So Vesna dropping back to kick. We're waiting on the whistle. There is the whistle. He is going towards the football, and he will kick it. He kicks it deep. Briarcrest will field it, though. That's going to be Saleem at about the five-yard line. He's up to the 10, 15, 20. Uh, to the 25, up to the 30, breaks free to the 40-yard line. Out past the 40-yard line is JoJo Saleem, and he's having a big night tonight, Parker. Yeah, great job he got going in the second half, running the football, and a fantastic kick return. His second kick return of the night, first one he got about 20 yards, and this one takes it past the 40-yard line, about to the 43-yard line. So fantastic field position for Cade Carlson and the Briarcrest Saints offense. So that's where Briarcrest will start, first down and 10 at the 43 Yard line. We're just getting started here in the third quarter. Houston leading 21 to 13. They were leading 21 to nothing at one point. The Briarcrest came back and scored 13 points in the second quarter to make this a ball game. And now the Saints have it in great field position to open the second half. And you will not believe what just happened. There's a whistle. But that's just going to be a referee's timeout that time. So now the Saints will line right back up. And Carlson. In the shotgun, will take the snap. He's going to hand the ball off up the middle. Not much running room that time, but that but the uh, running back, uh, Logan Taylor, did a beautiful job of getting a couple of yards, and it looked like there was nothing there. Yeah, great second effort there by Logan Taylor, pushing ahead for about three yards, so now he's second at about seven on the 45-yard line. Second down for Briarcrest. Snap back, going to hand it to Taylor again. He's going to break free again. This time he has a little bit of running room. He's going to go across the 50-yard line out to the 49 of Houston, and now we're going to have a third down and short for the Saints. Yeah, great run by Logan Taylor, trying to get him established here in the second half. Third and about two left for the Briarcrest Saints. Huge chance to extend this drive for Cade Carlson. So third down for Briarcrest. The ball's on the 49. They've got to get it to about the... 46, so about three yards to go. They've got Max Carroll lined up as an H-back. Three wide outs. Now Carroll will go in motion. There is the snap. Going to be a handoff again. Cuts up the middle. He's going to have the first down. Down past the 45-yard line once again. Logan Taylor just doing yeoman's work uh, as he carried it all three times. But now we look like we may have a Saint player down. He's getting up, but it looks like he's going to be okay. Cage Shivers getting up really slowly. It looks like he'll try to stay in the game, but he isn't limping a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he is. He's, he's struggling right now, but he did not come out of the game. He's trying to stay in the football game. Let's see if the looks like he'll stay in the game. Either way, great job by Logan Taylor. Three powerful runs to get this drive going for the Briarcrest Saints. So it's first and ten. Briarcrest ball is on the 47-yard line. Actually, that would be about 43. There's going to be a pass out of the flat. That's Reed Linder. He catches it. He cuts up fields. He's going to get a, a nice gainer. He's going to get all the way down to about the 35-yard line. So that'll be a seven-yard pickup for Briarcrest. Great job. Of lead. Reed Linder's done a great job on the screen action plays with Cade Carlson. Another great game for him. About seven-yard gain. 
So second down and three for Briarcrest. Saints moving quickly, already ready to snap the football. There is a snap. They're going to hand it off. Cuts up field. He's going to have the first down once again. Logan Taylor, he's a load to bring down. It's a tough guy to tackle. I wouldn't want anything to do with tackling him and another powerful run. His fourth carry of the half, and he notches down another first down. Yeah, six-foot, 220-pound senior running back. Uh, really, you know, hadn't done a ton this year, but on this drive, he's doing it all. Yeah, last year was mainly at four on the linebacking and defensive inside. Now he's making an impact in the running game. First down for Briarcrest. Ball is uh, about the 30-yard line for the Saints. He's going to hand it off to Taylor again. He's going to pick his way up, and he's going to break a tackle, and he's going to get almost down to the 20-yard line. That's going to be close to the first down for Briarcrest. Wow. And kind of out of nowhere, Logan Taylor. Logan Taylor, fantastic. And it's going to be another first down. Logan Taylor will check out for JoJo Salim after a dominating. They're, actually, they're calling it second down and one. So, yes, yeah, Salim, that's a nice uh, backup to bring in, Salim. Yeah, kind of thunder back tandem duo. Kind of a thunder and lightning duo there. Absolutely. Snap is back. They'll give it to JoJo Salim this time. He's hitting the backfield, but he breaks the tackle. He's still moving forward. There's a penalty flag down. He eventually is brought down after either no gain or maybe loss of half a yard. Let's see what the penalty flag's about, though. It was thrown as three Houston players were kind of gang tackling Salim, and a flag came right out at that point. Face mask on the Mustang, so a huge first down for the Briarcrest Saints, and that puts him inside the red zone, first and ten Saints. That's a big break for the Saints. Get a face mask penalty. It's going to put them deep into Houston territory. So Briarcrest threatening again. The ball is right at the ten-yard line, so it's going to be first and ten for the Saints. Actually, I think they can get a first down without scoring a touchdown. There's going to be a fake handoff. He's going to keep the ball, but he fumbles it, and the ball's loose on the ground. Houston picks it up, and they're going the other way and tackled at the 26-yard line that time. Cade Carlson kept the ball, tried to run with it. Houston stripped it out, and Houston gets the turnover. Yeah, huge play there by the senior linebacker, Ian Boyd. Had a fumble recovery last week, and this week, forced fumble and a fumble recovery. Another great play there by him, and... Huge momentum swing. You had the Saints in the red zone, about to threaten to score again. And the Mustangs forced another turnover, their second fourth turnover of the night. And now Houston will take over the tenth to extend their lead. So eight minutes and 34 seconds to go in the third quarter. Houston on the offense for the first time in the second half tonight. Snap is back. They're going to hand it off to up the middle. No running room that time, and that is Cesa, the young man who had such a big first half, but he's been bottled up here lately by the Saints defense. Yeah, tackled right there by a host of Saints, including number 66, Jordan Bramlett. Excuse me, Grant Brantley. Great tackle. One of those interior defensive linemen for the Saints. It'll be second down and nine for Houston. Ball is on right around the 27-yard line for the Mustangs. Right at eight minutes to go in the third quarter, they break the huddle. Chandler Day still in the quarterback. He has gone the whole way. Saints with four down linemen. Snap is back, fakes the handoff. Day's gonna keep it himself, and he's gonna have some running room. 
He's going to get out, uh, looks like a run for the first down for Houston. Yeah, he'll be out to about the 37-yard line. That'll be a 10-yard pickup and a first down for the Mustangs. Yeah, first down, a great tackle to stop the run by Trey Davis, the junior linebacker. But it does move the chain for the Mustang. It'll set up a first down about the 38-yard line. So Houston moving fast here. There's a snap. They're going to hand it off to Cesar. He's trying to get to the outside. He has some running room. He actually breaks a tackle, and he will be down close to another Houston first down. It is a first down and plays into the a nice tackle by Max Carroll. To David Cesar's had a fantastic game, probably close to all-purpose yard so far tonight and continues to be the – Source of the offense for the Mustangs. Ball is on the 48 of Houston. First down and 10. The snap is back. They'll hand it to Cease again. And this time, Briarcrest bottles him up at the line of scrimmage. That'll be no game. Much better job that play. John Richard Odell and Isaiah Robertson in on the tackle. Odell is a name we've heard several times tonight. Yeah, made a lot of big plays last week. Continuing that this week. His fourth tackle tonight. They will actually give him a yard, so it'll be second down and nine for Houston. The ball is right at the 50-yard line. A little under seven minutes ago in the third quarter, Houston leading 21 to 13. And here come the Mustangs. Two men in the backfield, two wide outs. Now they have a man in motion. Going to hand it off to Cesar. He's going to have a little bit of running room this time, but he is bottled up very quickly by Briarcrest Saints for a short yardage. And it's John Richard Odo once again, his wow. fifth tackle tonight. That was a powerful takedown on Damon Cesa. Yeah, that time, Parker, Cesa looked like he had some running room, but he actually gained two yards, so it's going to be third down and seven. Looks like an RKO wrestling move right there by John <laughs> Richard Odo. Picks it up and throws him down for a short gain of about two yards. So big play here for the Briarcrest defense, third and seven. If they can get the stop here and force a punt, they'll get the offensive ball right back, maybe wash a little taste out of their mouth from that turnover. And here we go. Play for the defense of the Saints. Snap is back. He's looking to throw. He's rolling out. He's looking. He has a man, but he overthrows him, and there's a penalty flag comes out very, very late. It's come. It's the penalty flag is way down the field, back where the receiver fell down. It's going to be a huge pass interference call. Apparently they are saying that the Briarcrest defensive back may have tripped the wide receiver from Houston. And that penalty will be against the Saints. Definitely wasn't intentional. That's the call and a huge break for the Mustangs. As the Saints are about to get off the field. And now it's going to be a first down way down the field from the Mustangs deep in Saints territory. Yeah, that is a massive break for Houston and against Briarcrest. And so Houston looked like they were looked like we we're going to have uh, forced them into a punting situation, but instead they're going to have a first down and ten on the Briarcrest 34-yard line. Chandler Day calling out his signals. He has a man in motion. He's still called now. He looks like he's going to go up and tell the uh, offensive line something else. Man in motion again, and here we go. Finally, they snap it, and they took uh, – well, actually, there was time left on the play clock, but whistles. False start. False start against Houston. Another false start on the Houston offensive line. Well, that time it looked like Chandler Day was taking so long to get the play called that I'm sure one of their offensive linemen just got a little bit antsy and jumped too quickly. Yeah, play clock is winding down about two or three seconds. Now it's first and 15 for the Mustangs. And after an unfortunate penalty for the Saints, you got them pushed back to first and 15. Let's try to get off the field here for Coach Tucker and the Briarcrest defense. Yeah, ball is on the 39-yard line for Houston. 
5.43 to go in the third quarter. They are leading. They being Houston, 21-13 over Brian Crest. Snap is back. Day looking. Has a man. He has the big tall guy. And that will be caught down the field. What's Brock, his name? Brock Weiss with Brock, his second reception the, big of the tall night. Guy. The works. basketball player. The basketball player. That's a tough it's got to bring down. 6-10. Matchup number for anybody. Actually, not much. Of it. Actually, they say he dropped the football. So we just talked all about how he caught it. And he actually dropped it. So it's going to be. Well, we'll take that. Second and 15 now for the Mustangs on the Briarcrest 39-yard line. The big tall guy's not in the game now, but the, uh, Houston does have three wide outs. They have a man in motion. They're going to hand it to him. That's actually, quarterback keeps the ball as Day did a beautiful ball fake that time, kept it and ran up the middle. He's going to gain probably about six yards, but going to bring up a third long for the Mustangs. Great read action play by Chandler Day and the Mustangs, but a scary sight here for Saints fans, Max Carroll limping off the sidelines. Yeah, that is scary. So, snap is back. Going to hand it to Cecil this time, and the Briarcrest defense breaks through and tackles him in the backfield for a five-yard loss. Brandon Myers with a huge tackle on third and long. This will be way back at about fourth and 14. Yeah, fourth down and 14. That was a huge play by the Briarcrest defense. By the way, stay tuned for the post-game show with scores from across the Mid-South. Josh Rivera will also be taking your calls on tonight's game. So Houston will have to punt. What a turn of events there for Briarcrest. George Vesna on the punt. Jojo Salim deep at about the 10-yard line. Snap is back. The punt is away. It's a big, high wobbly. That looks like it's going to go out of bounds, and it does go out of bounds. Looks like we'll see where the referee spots it. It's going to be. You know, and now there's a penalty flag comes out very, very, very late. Let's see what that is all about. Looks like Colin Collier and a Mustang defender got in it on the sideline. We'll see what they call it. Either way, it'll be first down Briarcrest. So the referees are over here talking about it. There was a very late flag after the play, after the ball had gone out of bounds. Not a very good punt that, punt that time by Vesna. Referees are down here talking about it. Briarcrest is coming out on the field. Let's see where the referee spots the ball. He's Scary sight for the Mustangs right here about the 40-yard. Yeah, like they have. A, yeah, right. It's a player completely down. Looks uh, like senior – Defensive back Barrett Glass, who was fantastic last week against Ridgeway with three tackles and an interception. That one looks like a cramp. He's actually being treated by his teammate, Ian Bullock. So while we have a break, uh, we will take a break uh, along with them. We'll be right back after this radio timeout. EPM Appraisals presents Briarcrest Football on the Mighty 990 KWAM. EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. Okay, we are back. And by the way, if you would post game show, the phone numbers are 901-260-5626. That's 901-260-5926. And you can talk to Josh Rivera and talk about high school football. You can talk about this game tonight. I guess you can talk about whatever we want to, but it's a high school post-game show, so I think high school football would be the best thing to do. 
So Houston is coming back out on the field. Briarcrest is already out there. Must have been an unsportsmanlike penalty caught on the Saints because I think the ball went out about the 15-20 yard line. Yeah, that's that's they moved Briarcrest back. Also, want to let you know that coming up tomorrow, Mid South Gardening, Gardening, with Veda Vance and Ken Mabry answering your questions about Long Karen Gardening, Mid South Gardening at 6 a.m. on the Mighty 990. Okay, Briarcrest will have the ball deep in its own territory after a penalty against the Saints. Back them up. Cade Carlson in the game for the Briarcrest at quarterback. He takes the staff. He's looking to throw. He's got plenty of time. He will go deep down the field. He has a man, but he overthrows him, and then it was almost picked off by uh, Houston. That was number 13 back deep, Caleb Donaldson for the Saints. Yeah, just over the reach of Caleb Donaldson. Very lucky for Cade, Clark Cade Carlson. That was an intercepted, number 17. For the Mustangs, Carlos Humphreys, the defensive back, almost had a play on the ball just off the tip of his fingers. So it'll be second down and 10 for Briarcrest. Ball back on the nine-yard line for the Saints. Houston get the man in very, very late. The Saints snap the ball. Going to have a man. It's caught. That's Walker. He will cut up the field. He will be forced out of bounds. Looks to be about a yard short of the first down. So we're going to have third down and just very short yardage for Briarcrest. Yeah, Davis Walker, this first reception of the night, gets the Saints to a very third and man for about third and three. So third and short for Briarcrest. They need to get to the 19. The ball is on about the 16. Saints are lining up, as are the Mustangs. Carlson takes the snap, back to pass. He's looking, has a man, the ball is caught. Was he in bounds? He was, so that will be a Briarcrest first down. That was number uh, seven, Colin Collier. Or, excuse me, number six, Devin Johnson. Devin Johnson, another great catch on the sideline, making sure to get the toe tap in next to that and get the drive continuing for the Saints, and it's another first down for Kate Carlson. First and ten from the 21-yard line. Carlson looks over to the sidelines, getting signals from the coaches. Actually, one of the Briarcrest players, I think the coach is talking to the player and the player is signaling the play in. So now the Saints will realign. Only four seconds to go on the play clock. They do get it away. It's going to be a fake handoff and a throw. And the, the wide receiver, Carroll, was not ready for it. And that is going to be an interception for Houston. And they will have the ball first and ten inside the Briarcrest 15-yard line. Huge interception. Just miscommunication there, Carlson and Carroll. And number seven, Derek Miller Jr. takes advantage of that mishap, and it's going to be a first and ten. Houston Mustangs already in the red zone. And that is another huge mistake for Briarcrest. That time, clearly Max Carroll and Kate Carlson weren't on the same page because Carroll didn't even look back for the ball, and the ball just basically was thrown right to the Houston defensive back. Houston back on the field very quickly. The ball is on the 17-yard line. There's a snap, a handoff at the middle, running back with a little bit of running room. That's Cesar. He gets to the outside. He will be tackled, though, before he gets into the end zone. But that's a nice gainer for Cesa. Tackle finally made by Holden Day and Colin Collier inside the five-yard line. By the way, tonight's game is brought to you by EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. So it's going to be second down and one for Houston. Houston. 
Ball is inside the Briarcrest 10-yard line. Chandler Day in a quarterback. He takes a snap. He'll hand off. That's Cesa. He cuts up field. Briarcrest does a nice job, though, of closing a hole very quickly. But he may have got the first down before they could tackle him. And he did. Yeah, it's going to be a Mustang first down, but great tackle there by defensive end. Carter Bostick limiting the running room for the running back, Damon Cesa. So it's first and goal on the eight-yard line for Houston. It's three minutes and 20 seconds to go. There's the snap. Quarterback keeper trying to get the outside. He's going to try to cut up the field. Did he get into the end zone? And he did. Nice run that time by Chandler Day. Got hit right at the goal line, but he powered his way into the end zone. And just like that, Houston has taken the lead 27-13 over Briarcrest. Yeah, great quarterback keeper there by Chandler Day, the sophomore quarterback. And Great job getting outside, and now Houston leads once again by two scores, 27 to 13. George Vesna still to kick the PAT. So Vesna in to kick for the Mustangs. The snap is back, the kick is up, and the kick is good. So with three minutes and 15 seconds to go, it is Houston 28 to Briarcrest 13, and we will be back right after this radio timeout. Briarcrest Football, powered by EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. Sponsored by Magnolia Homes, live life well. Peer financial advisors, plan, invest, evolve, retire confidently. Independent bank, a better way to bank. Way to bank. Rando Frame and Gallery, and Weimer's Jewelry. So after Briarcrest threatened to score early in the third quarter and make this a very, very close uh, football game, Houston, after a couple of big breaks on penalties and a couple of big turnovers by Briarcrest, Houston is able to go down and score and make it 28-13. to 13. Now they are kicking off to the Saints. It's going to be a deep kick that's going to go all the way into the end zone. So Briarcrest will take over first and 10 at the 20-yard line. Yeah, great kick by Vezina, his third touchback of the night. And now we'll get to see Cade Carlson in the offense once again. And we'll see what he rebounds from that interception on the last drive. Yeah, that was just a matter of poor communication between he and the wide receiver. But the good news is, is that Max Carroll's back in the game. He had yes. to limp off the field earlier, and that would have been a big blow to the Saints. Back in the game, and I just said him and Carlson is killing it on the same page that last drive. And see if they can get that fixed and need a, need a touchdown here for the Saints with only 3.15 to go in the third quarter. Number 20, Logan Taylor in the backfield this time for Briarcrest. Cade Carlson still the quarterback. Taylor goes in motion. He's going to catch the pass. Actually, he would was going to attempt to catch the pass, but it bounced out of his hands. It'll be incomplete, second down and 10 for the Saints. Huge couple plays coming up here for Cade Carlson. Got to get something going on this drive. Down by 15, just three and a... Three minutes and 11 seconds to go. Got to make something happen here for Coach Donaldson in the offense. Celine back in and running back this time for Briarcrest. There's the snap. Carlson rolling out, looking down the field. Has a man. It's complete. And that's Donaldson. Ball is caught right at about the 32-yard line. That'll be a first down for Briarcrest. And I, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but what a game Donaldson's having tonight. Yeah, Donaldson's having a great game. It's fifth catch of the night, I believe. And it's another first down for the Briarcrest Saints. 
First and ten for Briarcrest. Ball is spotted at the 32-yard line of uh, Houston. Snap is back. Going to hand out this time. Houston breaks through, and that's going to be a big loss for Briarcrest. That's Reed Linder, and he was hit just as soon as he got the ball. And like I say, that's going to be a, a big loss for the Saints. Yeah, they were prepared for that play, and they took advantage of that. A huge loss for the Saints, about three or four yards. So second and 14. So second down, 14. Briarcrest with the football trailing, 28 to 13. Carlson back to pass, under pressure, has a man, and is caught. That is Salim. He catches it, and he will lunge forward out past the 30-yard line to about the 32. Really probably got back somewhat close to the original line, line of scrimmage. Yeah, right at it. Maybe a little bit more. It's about third and nine here for the Saints as Colin Collier checks into the game. So big play for Briarcrest offense. They need to stay on the field right here, third and nine. Right at two minutes to go in the third quarter. Carlson back to pass. Has a man. It's caught by Carroll. He breaks a tackle. He's up to the 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. He could go down to the 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Briarcrest. <clears throat> Beautiful catch and run by Max Carroll. And just like that, Briarcrest is back in this football game, 28 to 19, one minute and 49 seconds to go in the third quarter. That's a special catch by a special player right there in Max Carroll. Fantastic throw by Kate Carlson. Max makes a great catch. Max makes a man miss, and that's an easy run all the way down the end zone. Yeah, once he made the man miss, he uh, he was gone, even though and we do have a Briarcrest player that uh, looks like number seven, Colin Collier, who is hurt. Now, he's coming off the field. He looks like he's going to be okay, but he was down there for a minute. May, hopefully, it's just a cramp. Uh, but Briarcrest now will come in uh, Cooper Allen to try to add the – actually, they're going to go for two because they are down 28 to 19. The offense will stay on the field. And if they can convert this two-point conversion, it'll be back to a one-score game. So that's why he kind of make the risky call to go for two here for Coach Donaldson. So the Saints will go for two. JoJo Saleem is in the game. Last time they were down here, they did a little trickeration. Looked like they are going to go to a – sweep to Reed Linder, but they gave it going the other way to Max Carroll, and he scored easily. Carrier is really struggling off the field. It might be a cramp in the hamstring. So Carlson looking around, calling the signals. Now he's ready. Man in motion. There is a snap. He's going to throw the ball. He rolls out one way. He's going to throw it back the other way. He has a man, but that is going to be – it looks like it was caught. Was he in bounds? He was in bounds. That's Donaldson again. Two points for conversion for Briarcrest is good. And now it's 28-21, Houston. Pete Carlson is impressing me more and more every throw he makes tonight. That pass was on the money, right? where only Caleb Donaldson can make that play. And Donaldson makes a fantastic catch. Another huge reception by him, and it's an eight-point game here at the Houston. So Briarcrest, or Houston is leading 28-21. to 21. We will take a break, and we'll be right back after this radio timeout. 
Frame your stories for a lifetime. Rando Frame and Gallery provides a wide variety of frames for senior pictures, wedding photographs, high school and college diplomas, jerseys, art, and restores frames for historical prints and paintings as well. A local family business. Let Rando Frame and Gallery serve you with distinctive custom designs. There is something for everyone. Rando Frame and Gallery, located in the Germantown Collection, off Poplar and Exeter. Easy to park, easy to get it done, and easy to get out. Curbside parking available. So Cooper Allen is out on the field for Briarcrest to kick back to Houston. And Parker May, every time you think the Saints are out of this ball game, they make a big play and get right back in it. Cade Carlson just continually to find a way, and he is stepping up in a massive way tonight, rallying this team back. It was 21-0. Now it's 28-21 with 1.49 to go in the third quarter. And I tell you, that pass was – that was – Donaldson was not open. <laughs> he was covered very well. That ball was just put right in his hands, and then he made a great catch. Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, that's a okay. – Carlson put that in a spot where only Donaldson can make that play. It's a fantastic throw. Another player on the Briarcrest sideline, that's Jojo Saline being treated to a cramping injury. So that's been seen a struggle for the skill position players for the Saints tonight. It's and this could be a kick. pooch kick this time by Allen, and now there are whistles before the ball even uh, lands on the ground. Let's see what the referees say. There's a penalty flag way back at the 40-yard line. you got to think Briarcrest probably jumped early. Yeah, probably another offsides on the kick. That's the second time that's happened tonight. I don't really see that too often. A lot of adventuresome kicks tonight. You've had a lot of touchbacks, and you have the two pooch kicks. And two pooch kicks, we can't seem to get our guys lined up in time. Or so that'll back it up to the 35-yard line, and so Allen will kick off again. They clearly don't. Last time Houston returned one, it was a big return, so the Saints are guarding against that with these pooch kicks. They're guarding against that, but also I feel like Cooper Allen's like definitely – Send one into the end for sure. So we'll do this all over again, but this time five yards deeper from the 35-yard line. There's one minute, 49 seconds to go in the third quarter. Houston leads 28-21 over Briarcrest. Cooper Allen getting ready to kick. Briarcrest Saints on the sidelines are having a good time. There is the kick. It's going to be a short kick to the right side of the field this time, and the, and the Houston receiver comes up and fields it. He's out past the 30. He's out past the 40, still on his feet. He will actually go out of bounds at about somewhere in between the 40 and the 45-yard line. And once again, Parker, they're getting great field position. Yeah, once again, a bad pooch kick. But my problem with that is I feel like Coop Brown definitely has a leg to send it to me in zone. So then you don't need to worry about the return at all, so I don't understand why you don't just do that. I mean, he definitely has the power and the leg to do that. But either way, the Mustangs will start at the 41-yard line, and their offense led by Chandler Day is ready to go here. They are right out on the field ready to go. Cesa in the backfield. Day is the quarterback. Man in motion. They fake it to him, but they give it to Cesa, and he lunges ahead only a couple of yards that time for Cesa. Swallowed up, and I believe that was John Richard Odo again, his sixth tackle of the night. The tackling machine. Just comes out Odell. of the secondary and makes a ton of plays for this team. Been playing secondary, also in some linebacker tonight. A gain of about two and a half that time for CISA. So we'll call it second down and eight. Kind of a long seven, I would say, for the Mustangs. Man in motion at CISA, and there's a whistle again. Let's see what the call is this time. I suspect that'll be against Houston. And it is. It's going to be a five-yard false start. So that'll make it second down and about 12. 
Second and a, well, let's say a long 11 for Houston. Houston moving quickly. There's a minute to go in the third quarter. They're leading by seven. There's the snap. They're going to hand it to Cesa. He's going to cut up field. He's got some running room this time, but a nice tackle that time by the Saints from behind. That's still going to bring up a third down and about four for Houston. That was Logan Taylor this time on the tackle, and I believe he's still down on the field. Yeah, he is. He uh, looks like he hurt himself on that play. Start your day with Tim Van Horn and Ben Dieter. Wake up Memphis, the number one morning show in the Mid-South. News, traffic, weather, and hilarious conversation Monday through Friday starting at 6 on the Mighty 990. We have an injured player on the field, so we will take a timeout, and we will be back right after this. Advisory services offered through Prime Capital Investments Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor, Overland Park, Kansas. If you wanted to sail a ship across the Atlantic Ocean, wouldn't you want to take someone along who had done it before? Someone who knew the ropes, who had survived the storms? This is Rick Ditter, founder of Peer Financial Advisors. I often wonder why so many people go it alone with their investments or trust their financial future to a friend or relative rather than a seasoned professional. If you're looking for a wealth manager who has weathered the financial storms, give us a call at Peer Financial Advisors, 901-471-8100. We are at Houston High School, Landers Ford Field. 41 seconds to go in the third quarter. Briar of uh, the Saints trail 28. Houston 28, Briarcrest 21. There is a Saints player hurt on the field. It, remind me of who that is, Parker? It's Logan Taylor, the running back and linebacker for the Saints. It looks like another cramp injury. A lot of the skill position guys have been struggling with those tonight. I believe that's the fourth one we've seen. Yeah, he hopped right back up. They actually got a roller out there and started rolling his calf to try to work that cramp out. Great job by the Briarcrest trainers. So now we have third down and four for the Mustangs. The ball is on the 47-yard line. They have to get to the 49 of Briarcrest. So just past the 50-yard line they need to get. The clock is running. Houston is coming out on the field. Huge third down here for Coach Tucker and the Briarcrest defense to force them to stop and give your offense a chance to tie the game. So Chandler Day had a great game tonight. Now he's looking back to the sidelines to get the play call. He's going to go up and mark the signals out of the offensive lineman. 20 seconds to go here in the third quarter. There's the snap. They're going to give it to Cesar. He's going to cut up field. He's going to make a man miss. He makes another man miss. And that looks like he is going to have the first down. And he will have the first down for Houston. Big play for the Mustangs. Yeah, there. great carry from Damon Cesa. Another powerful run. Very close to the first down, but he picks it up. So a huge first down for the Mustangs. Ball is spotted at the 48 of Briarcrest. And that the end of the quarter will have the quarter will actually run out, so that will be the end of the third quarter. You are listening to Briarcrest football here on KWAM, the Mighty 990, and we will be back right after this radio timeout. When it comes to appraisals, you deserve fairness, accuracy, and honesty. EPM Appraisal's goal is simply an unbeatable experience for you. Call Evaluating Property in the Mid-South, EPM, today, and ask about services, fees, and turn times. EPM continues to set the bar and standard in the appraisal industry with guaranteed max five business day turn times. EPM promises you'll see the difference, too. 901-412-9888 or click epmappraisals.com. EPM Appraisals, a proud supporter of all Briarcrest sports. 
A really smart bank lets its customers do the talking. In bigger banks, you get lost in the shuffle. Here, that, that's not the case. When you walk in, everybody knows who you are. She knows my name, and I know her name. I think this bank has personality. I tell everyone about it. They think independently, and they allow people to realize their dreams. I see myself still with Independent Bank in 10 years. Isn't it time you switched to Independent Bank? Independence to me is freedom. Independent Bank. Locally owned and FDIC insured. We will flip sides of the field. Houston now will be heading to the south end zone. The ball is on the 48-yard line. It is first and 10 for the Mustangs. They lead 28-21 over Briarcrest. This will be the very first play of the fourth quarter. Snap back today. He'll hand it to Cecil. Cecil will cut up field. He'll have a little bit of running room. He breaks the tackle, but here comes a penalty flag in late, and normally it's a hold against Houston. So nice run by Cecil, but it's coming back. And gets him in the tackle. It's another tackle by John Richard Odell. That'll be his seventh of the night, but it is a holding penalty. So that'll make it second down and 20 for Houston. Big break for the Saints there. Might have been 10 yards from the spot of the foul because I was yeah. talking about 17. Yeah, they're they're from the spot of the foul, so it's only going to be second and around 17. Ball is back at the 45-yard line of Houston. And the big tall receivers out there, Vice, six foot 10 inches tall. Let's see if that's where Chandler Day goes this time. Matched up against Colin Collier on the right side of the field. Snap is back, but he's going to hand it off in the middle to Cesar. Cesar cuts up. He's only going to gain two or three that time. That'll bring up second down, second down, and about 14 or 15 for the Mustangs. And it's none other than John Richard Oda once again, him and Cooper Thompson combining to make that tackle on Damon Sisa. Throw the ball. So second down for Houston, second down and around 15. Ball is on the 48-yard line. Houston kind of taking their time. Not in a big rush here. Chandler Day. He's going to throw it this time. He's rolling out. He's under pressure. Has a man, throws it downfield, but that's going to be thrown well out of bounds. That's going to be an incomplete pass and bring up a third down now for Houston Mustangs. Huge play here for Coach Tucker in the Briarcrest defense. You got third and 14. You need to get off the field. You're still down by seven with just under 11 minutes to play. So the Briarcrest fans are getting up on their feet. This is a big, big play in this ball game. Ten minutes and 54 seconds to go in the ball game. It is third down, third down and 14 for Houston. The ball is on their 48-yard line. If the Saints can get a stop here, they will force a punt. If not, Houston will keep the ball. Chandler Day, they have a man in motion. It's Cesar. They fake it to him. He's back to pass. He has a man, and it's going to be picked off by Briarcrest. Oh, that was Donaldson, I believe, and he is going to have it. That's Cannon the LaRusso. There we go, LaRusso. Huge interception. It's now Briarcrest football past the 40-yard line with a chance to now go and tie the game. The junior defensive back playing safety tonight makes a fantastic play. So... LaRusso with a big play of the game for Briarcrest. The ball is going to be put down at the 40-yard line. That's where the Saints will take over first and 10. Yeah, huge play. Chandler Day threw that, overthrew that pass just a little bit, and now Cade Carlson and the Briarcrest offense will get to take over. 
10 minutes and 47 seconds ago in the game, Houston leads 28 to 21 over Briarcrest, but a big interception there by LaRussa has got Briarcrest the ball in an excellent field position. Carlson takes a snap. He's going to hand it off. We're going to reverse, reverse the Linder. Linder cuts up field, but actually Houston did a very nice job that time, did not fall for that. So it's going to be second down and 10 for the Saints after a no gain for Linder. That trickery there on the double reverse from Coach Johnson did not pay off. No gain on the play. So second and 10 once again from the 40-yard line. Under 10 and a half minutes to go here in the ballgame. Caleb Donaldson in a wide receiver. Max Carroll, Reed Linder. Carlson at quarterback, Salim at running back. There's the snap, rolling out, looking downfield, has time, throws the ball, has Carroll, but it's going to go out of bounds. Carroll did have a step or two on his man, but the ball was thrown too far towards the sidelines and over Carroll's head. So now we've got a third down and 10 with 10 minutes and eight seconds to go in the ball game. Yeah, Carlson's under pressure, just overthrew that ball. And now you're facing a huge third and 10. And Cade Carlson's looking to the sidelines, trying to get the play. It looks like there's a little bit of a communication issue going on. He had a hit like the play that we're trying to call. Yeah, one of those two. He looked like a pitcher trying to shake off the uh, catcher that time. <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, but he's back now, and the Saints are about to snap the ball. Plenty of time on the play clock. There is a snap. Carlson rolling out, looking. Now he rolls the other way. He's going to have a man. It's caught. It's going to be up to the... 45-yard line, so it's not going to be enough for a first down. About a five-yard catch for Briarcrest, and there's two Houston Mustangs down on the play. Might be another cramp. It's been a huge issue on both sides of the field tonight. I don't know if it's the humidity on the field or what, but these players have been struggling with that kind of issue tonight. It's probably the fifth or sixth player combined we've seen go down. So it's going to be fourth down here for Briarcrest. The ball is on the 45-yard line. Should be fourth and about five for the Saints. And as we speak, they have not sent the punt team out. I'm not saying they won't send them, but I'm saying they have not sent them yet. As a matter of fact, Coach Stewart is in the middle of the offense. Actually, that's not correct. He is actually down at the 50-yard line, but a couple of the other coaches are in the middle of the offense there. I believe it's Robbie Donaldson is. I, the man that's going to make the decisions, Coach Stewart, but Robbie Donaldson, if they leave the offense on the field, will make the play call. Yeah, Robbie Donaldson and Coach Stewart now in the middle of the huddle. Huge play call here when you're on your own 45-yard line, down by seven. And the offense with Cade Carlson will stay on the field with a huge fourth and five. So the offense will stay on the field. This is a huge, huge play in this ball game. This could be the game right here. It is fourth down and five. The ball is at the 45-yard line. Carlson calls out the signals. He is back to pass. He's rolling out. He looks downfield. He has a man, and it is caught by Briarcrest down at the 45-yard line, number 13. Who else but Donaldson? Caleb Donaldson, a fantastic play to move the chain. And him and Cade Carlson, the two junior standouts on offense, along with Joe Dutsaline, they just continue to impress tonight. That was a massively big play <laughs> in this ball game. Unbelievable to move the chains and continue this drive. So now Briarcrest quickly back up the line of scrimmage, have three wide receivers to the left, one wide receiver to the right. Joe just slim in the backfield, snap his back, Carlson looking. He's throwing down the field. It's trying to find Donaldson, but that time he was double covered, and the ball goes out of bounds. 
Yeah, great coverage there from the Mustangs. Double team by number 22. Chase Manning at number four. Jose Joner on the double coverage there on Carlson's overthrown ball. So that'll bring up second and 10 from the Mustang 44-yard line. Three wide outs to the left, and Briarcrest snaps it. They throw it out to Linder. Linder catches it. He cuts up field. He's going to get a big gainer there, or not a huge gainer, but he will get uh, – he may be just a bit short of the first down. We'll see where the referee spots it. Nice play there to Linder. Third and short. Third down and one for Briarcrest. Another huge play in this ballgame. Nine minutes and 18 seconds to go. Houston leads 28-21. to 21 been back and forth. Houston got off to a big lead early. Saints have come storming back. And now they're threatening. Clarkson, I mean, excuse me, Carlson keeps the ball, and that time he swallowed up in the backfield by Houston. So now, here we go again. It's going to be fourth down and short for the Saints. If they went forward on fourth and five, got to believe they'll go forward on fourth and about two. Yeah, much better situation to go for it here. And Actually one. Fourth and one, so Carlson will stay on the field. Got Max Carroll in the game, Donaldson in the game. You got Salim in the backfield. Big, big play, fourth down and one. Now Carlson is going to look to the sideline. He's going to get the signals. They're signaling the plays in. He looks like he's not understanding. There are nine seconds left to go on the play clock. They may have to call a timeout here, six seconds to go. And, yes, they will have to call a timeout. That will be Briarcrest's first timeout of the second half. Yeah, Coach Donaldson calls a timeout, a huge fourth and one play. Fourth and a long one on the Mustang 37-yard line, 8.32 to go in the ballgame. We want to give a shout-out to Briarcrest fans listening to the EPM Appraisals Game of the Week on the Mighty 990 app, a record number listening tonight. You can download the, our app for free. All you got to do is go to kwamradio.com. Record. We set a record tonight, Parker. There <laughs> we go. Absolutely. Week two and a great turnout. Listening online and in the stands tonight. Absolutely. And uh, and we're doing it, I got to say again, from Todd Starr's cigarette lighter in his car, Chuck Condren. I think he's over here, you know, blowing on, you know, <laughs> got a you know, wheel going. Yeah, he has to bang the equipment every now and then to keep it going. But, but uh, everything's working. So. Yep. And after the timeout, Carlson, the offense, was say on the field talking to Coach Donaldson. So huge play in the ball game here, fourth down and one for Briarcrest. They just made, converted a fourth down and five. Now it's fourth down and one. JoJo Saline in the backfield. Carlson is the quarterback. He takes a snap. He's looking to throw. He has a man, and it is caught for a Briarcrest first down. Beautiful pitching. And now there's a penalty flag that comes out very late. That is over on the Houston bench. That's probably going to be against the Mustangs. Yeah, it's probably an unsportsmanlike penalty. So that should be a personal foul, 15 yards potentially. Either way, it should be a Briarcrest first down. That was Devin Johnson on the catch. Another great catch by Johnson. I believe it's fourth or fifth on the night. And he continues to extend the drive, and Carlson just continues to make some plays to keep the Saints alive in this ballgame. And that will be a huge penalty against Houston. That's going to take the ball all the way inside the 20-yard line. So Briarcrest now will have it in the red zone, first down and 10. Yeah, costly penalty by the Mustangs after the first down, fourth down conversion. Now they're inside the red zone on the 19-yard line. So, Salim still in it running back. Briarcrest threatening, eight minutes and 25 seconds to go. Saints could tie it up if they score here. Back to pass is Carlson. He's under pressure. He gets away from it, but now he's going to be swallowed up for a sack. 
Yeah, he got away from the first pressure, but couldn't get away from the second that time, Parker. Yeah, huge sack right there by number three, Will Grant, the outside linebacker, makes a big play. He avoided the first pressure, though, by number 66, Garrett Hagan. But still, Grant, Will Grant able to take him down for a huge loss. Yeah, that loss is going to be back, actually, about a six-yard sack that time for Houston. That's going to bring up second down and 16 from the Briar Crest, for Briarcrest. Looking, throwing, has a man, it's caught. That's Johnson again. He's trying to get upfield, but a very nice forward tackle that time by Houston. But that will be a nice game there on second down for the Saints. Yeah, it's like he picked up the yardage right back. So it'll be third down, third down, and let's call it eight for the Saints. Another, I can't sound like a broken record, but another huge play here for Briarcrest. Yeah, Carlson noticed Stephen make another play here. Put the Saints in a great position to score here late in this ballgame with about seven minutes to go. Saints line up. There's the snap. Carlson looking to throw. He throws it. He has an absolute, actually he had a man open, but he tried to get it over to Max Carroll. The ball was almost intercepted that time. Looked like, again, a little bit of a mix-up in communication there with the Briarcrest receivers. Yeah, him and Carroll just happened to be on the same page. Now the kicking unit led by Cooper Allen will come out on the field. This will be about a 30-yard field goal. So Cooper Allen will come out and attempt his very first field goal attempt of the year. Didn't kick many last year, but he's gonna. This is a big one here tonight. Here's here field goal. Could cut the lead down to four. Be about a 30-yarder. Be Bramlett to snap and Linder to hold. Kick is from the 25-yard line. Houston having a little bit of trouble getting them in. And there's a bad snap again. That uh, so the ball's free on the field. Briarcrest does recover it, but it'll be Houston football, and that's the second time tonight we've had a bad snap. Yeah, just unfortunate circumstance there for the Saints. Now, your defense got to go out there and make another huge stop there with 6.54 to go in the ball game, still trailing by seven. You got to get a huge stop and get Carlson and the offense back on the field. Stay tuned for the postgame show with scores from across the Mid-South. Josh Rivera will also be taking your calls on tonight's game. The number to call is 901-260-5626. That's 901 901- 260-5926 for the postgame show with Josh Rivera. So Houston will have the ball on the 30, about the 31-yard line. It'll be first and 10. There's a snap, almost a high snap, but he takes it down. They'll get the ball up the middle. Not much there for the Mustangs, just a short game. Not about a run from Damon Cesar. It'll be Cannon LaRusso and Brandon Myers on the nice tackle. Gain of about two. Now time is going to become a factor. Six minutes, 35 seconds to go. Houston will probably start using that clock. The Saints have two timeouts. The Mustangs have all three of theirs. Your tall guy, Brock Vice, has just checked in the game, matched up on the outside with the 5'11 again, Zach Williams. Let's see what they try this time. They really haven't, they've only thrown it to him a couple of times. Let's see what happens here. Snap is back. They're going to hand off to Cesar. Cesar kind of darts his way through the middle of the line of scrimmage. Again, not a big gainer that time, only a couple of yards. So here we go, third down and long for Houston. And again, it's another tackle contribution from John Richard, older number four, making his eighth tackle contribution of the night with a huge third and six opportunity here. So Briarcrest lines up on defense. And oh my goodness, the Briarcrest has jumped off sides, it appears. 
Actually, now the oh, Saints false start. Are going, yeah, false start. So it looks like the defensive end for the Saints jumped off sides, but it's actually an offensive lineman that forced him to jump off sides. So now it becomes a huge third and 11 for the Briarcrest defense. That five-yard penalty against Houston could not have come at a better time. That makes it third down and 11, five minutes and 47 seconds to go. Houston in no hurry to snap this football. They are going to use a lot of this clock, and I don't blame them. Brock Vice, the big tall guy, comes out to the left side of the field as the wide out. They haven't used him much. to see what they do here. Yeah, only two targets and one reception for the 6'10 receiver. Rolling out, looking. He looks like he does want to find Vice, but now he's going to have to tuck the ball and run. He cuts up the field. He's tackled, and it looks the ball is loose, and Briarcrest has recovered it. And now, it's Cooper it is a first down. recovery. There we go. The referee looked like for a second he was going to call it down, but he made the right call. Fumble on Houston, recovered by Briarcrest. And once again, Briarcrest gets the ball back on the Houston side of the field. Another huge and impressive stop for the Briarcrest defense and a great fumble recovery by Cooper Thompson to make the tackle and jump on that football. Yeah, Chandler Day did a great job that time for Houston of biding his time and then finally found an opening. Looked like he's going to have the first down, but the big hit by Briarcrest jarred the ball loose. Yeah, if he would have held on that football, it would have been a Houston first down and then the Saints would have been in a lot of trouble. But now... We've got Carlson in the offense on the Mustang 44-yard with a great chance to tie this football game. Okay, they are going to take a timeout on the field, so we will be right back after this radio timeout. Weimer's Jewelry is your home-owned, home-operated neighborhood jeweler. We're happy to support our community and wish our teams good and safe play. At Weimer's, we specialize in all forms of jewelry and watch repair. Watch batteries supplied and installed for just $6. Ring sizing, chain repair, and all forms of custom design with all work done in-house. So for your jewelry needs, come see us. We are Weimer's Jewelry, 7525 Stage Road, the shops of Appling Way. You are listening to Briarcrest Football here on KWAM, the mighty 990 Briarcrest with five minutes and 17 seconds to go in the game. Trails Houston 28-21, but the Saints have it first and 10 after a big fumble by Chandler Day, the Houston quarterback. The Saints are on the 44-yard line of Houston. Cade Carlson takes the snap. He's going to throw. He has a man downfield. It is caught. Cuts up field. He's down the field all the way down to the 10, almost down to the right down at the 10-yard line. That's a huge play for the Saints. It's Devin Johnson once again, his sixth reception of the night, and this one could not have come at a better time. Now the Saints are inside the red zone, I believe inside the 15-yard line, threatening to score once again. And it looks like there's going to be an unsportsmanlike penalty contact on Houston. There's a penalty flag down. I saw the ref point toward Houston, and we may be, although now Briarcrest is backing up, the referee definitely signaled unsportsmanlike conduct and pointed toward Houston. But now he's acting like it's going to be on the Saints, and it will be. Well, let's see. Wow he, wow. he initially pointed at Houston, but apparently he pointed the wrong direction. So that nullifies a big chunk of that play. Wow, that is a big-time mistake right no, there. Very confused of what happened there. I wonder what Devin Johnson did. He's talking right now to Coach Stewart on the sidelines about it. Either way, first down Saints on the 28-yard line of the Mustangs. And the Saints really, with only five, about five minutes to go, uh, Johnson, whatever, he must have told – Coach do something like as he put him back in the game. But uh, the Saints really, I don't think they'll try a field goal this time. They will uh, go for the touchdown if they can get inside the red zone. 
Snap is back. Handoff is JoJo Celine. He gets around the corner. He picks his way up the field, gets down the sidelines, and that's a very nice game for JoJo Celine. It's going to be close to a Briarcrest first down. Yeah, fantastic job by JoJo Celine. Really has been the force this run game, not along with Logan Taylor, and picks up the huge first down and keeps the chains moving. He did. And now the Saints are back inside the red zone. Yeah, he did get the first down. Now Houston is trying to get a player on the field, so that's kind of slowing things down a little bit. It's actually an injured Mustang down there on the opposite sideline around the 30-yard line. Looks like it could be another cramp. And there have been a ton of cramps tonight. It is not real hot. It is very humid out here, though. And uh, we have seen, of course, Briarcrest does have several players that go both ways. Houston, not as quite as familiar with how many they have going both ways, but both teams have had lots of cramps. Yeah, a couple of players even still getting treated for our cramps on the sidelines, including defensive back and receiver Colin Collier. And looks like that one, the Mustang on that 30-yard line is okay. So we first and 10 states on the 16-yard line. With just under five minutes to go. So the the, rest, the referee blows the whistle, and the Saints will line up. Ball is on the 16-yard line, under five minutes to go in the ball game. First down for Briarcrest. Cade Carlson takes a snap. He throws it in the flat to Linder. It's complete. Linder makes a man miss. He cuts up the field. Linder will get down close to another Briarcrest first down. Fantastic play by Linder. He's a little short, shifty receiver who can take not a lot of space and turn it into a huge gain and now takes it down about second and one. Yeah, that'll be a gain of nine for Linder, so the ball is now down to about the seven-yard line. There's a snap. It's going to be a pitch to Selene. He cuts up field. He will make one main miss. He's still on his feet. That'll be a first down for Briarcrest. Nice, shifty run that time for JoJo Selene. Yeah, another fantastic run by Selene, keeping the chains moving now. First and goal inside the five-yard line for the Saints with 4.22 to go in the ballgame. So Briarcrest threatening Mustang Nation, to either tie this game up or what? Let's not, let's not say that yet. But let's with the go, bad snaps, jump ahead. with the bad snaps, first things first, Briarcrest, the ball is on the three-yard line, first and goal. There's the snap. Handoff to Salim. He cuts up field, but he's tackled at about the two-yard line. Looked like he had it for just a second. Yeah, it looked like he had a chance there, but a great tackle there by number 52 for the Mustangs. So the clock continues to run. That's going to be second down. Second down. Ball is on the two-yard line. There's uh, about three minutes and 40 seconds to go. Carlson's going to get on the center. He's going to quarterback sneak it. He lunges forward, and he gets in. There's not been no a signal, signal yet. yet. Touchdown, Briarcrest! Cade Carlson for the first time all night got under center and then powered his way into the end zone. Unbelievable performance by this kid. The junior quarterback in his second career varsity start, first start on the road, has tied this game up with under three and a half minutes to go. 28 to 27, I should say. It's still pending the extra point. And so far, Briar Crest. offense might stay on the field. Exactly. They've been two bad snaps on the last two attempts. And they may not want to take that chance again. They may. They, it looks like Carlson's going to stay on the field. Briarcrest is going to go for two. The only thing I, I would say against this, if you don't pick this up, you're still trailing by a point. That is accurate. So Briarcrest is going to go for the lead here. I think this has to do more to do with the bad snaps we've seen. They've got all their uh, – there's Linder in motion. Carlson rolling. He has a man in the end zone. The ball is – the ball is caught. 
Two-point conversion is good. A beautiful catch that time by Briarcrest, and the Saints take the lead 29 to 28. Reed Leonard makes another fantastic play right there on the sideline. And Carlson once again puts it where only Reed Leonard can go and make the play. This kid is impressing everybody in the stadium tonight, and Briarcrest now leads 29 to 28 with three and a half minutes to go in the ballgame. It took a long, long time for us to be able to say that, that Briarcrest now leads, but finally, after all this time, Saints being down 21 to nothing, they have now come back to take the lead. What a game tonight here at Landers Ford Stadium. We still have three and a half minutes to go. And on the Briarcrest, Stevens has to go out there and get another stop to protect their lead. That's exactly right. We, we need to point out that Houston has an outstanding kicker, so all they really need to do is get into a, a field goal range. And uh, So anyway, a fantastic drive that time by the Saints. Beautiful pass by uh, Cade Carlson, and what a catch by Linda. Yeah, you talk about they only need a field goal to win this football game, and Vezina has not kicked a field goal this year, but his career long is 47 yards. So their target line need to be about the 32-yard line of the Saints. So Briarcrest is about to kick off. It's been a bit of an adventure tonight to kick off. The Briarcrest sidelines is trying to get the fans fired up. They're jumping around, getting the team fired up. So Cooper Allen now gets the ball set up on the tee. Let's see if he kicks it deep or he's going to do the pooch kick. Last couple of times he's done the short kick. Really hadn't worked out for Briarcrest yet. No, he's had two deep kicks and then three pooch kicks. There is the kick. It's going to be a short Another one. pooch kick. Ball is going to be fielded. Actually, it hits the ground, but it will be fielded back at the 10-yard line. Here comes Houston the other way up to the 20. Oh, beautiful tackle by Briarcrest. Looked like the young man was going to break free, but he was tackled down at the 24-yard line. It looks like number 29, Fenton Williams, with a huge tackle right there. Or else, number one, Lurie could have had a huge return and instead. I believe he's still down on the field, but they will have, they will start the possession about the 25-yard line with 3.29 to go. Yeah, if Williams doesn't make that tackle, uh, he, that could have been. We could still be talking about him running right now. Absolutely. And, and you're right, now he's down on the field, what looks like to be another cramp. Looks to be okay. Hobbles off the field on his own power. Hobbling is the correct way to call that. The Houston student section giving him a big round of applause as he comes off the sidelines. Big, big crowd here. Beautiful atmosphere tonight for high school football. And you know, Parker, tomorrow we get a little taste of college football. Yeah, week zero. I'm excited to watch some college football for the first time this fall. And a couple of decent games. we got the Big Ten game in Ireland tomorrow morning. Then you have Vanderbilt, the first SEC team to play. They take on Hawaii tomorrow night. So first down and 10 for Houston. The ball is on the 24-yard line. Chandler Day in a quarterback. He will. The ball is snapped over his head. He's going back, and he will field it way down inside the 10-yard line. That ball, I tell you, Chandler Day is a tall kid, but that ball was five feet over his head. Oh, that was just an errant, awful snap there by the Houston center. And as you said, Chandler Day is a tall quarterback, 6'10", I mean 6'2", excuse me, as a sophomore. And that snap was way over his head. And now Houston's going to be inside their 10-yard line, facing about a second and 25. Yeah, that was uh, – I, I will give him credit to get back and get on that ball. If he doesn't do that, that would have been a total disaster for Houston. Yeah, Trace Mago, the defensive end, almost hopped in the football, but Chandler Day dove on it just in time. So second and 25 on the seven-yard line. 
Big break for the Saints. Now the defense needs to take advantage of it. Play clock down to two. Yeah, that's going to actually run out, and there comes the Lily game. flag down. So they Backed will, up to about second and 30 almost. Yeah, they're going to back up Houston now to the two-yard line. Unbelievable change in the man. And you think about it, in the second quarter, Houston was up 28 to 28 to 7. So that will actually be half the distance of the goal. The ball's on about the three, it looks like. Houston's running a play. He's rolling out. He's looking down the field. He throws it. He throws it to Vice. That ball is complete. But that's still going to be third and very long for the Mustangs. Third and 13, a great catch by the 6'10 receiver. His second catch in the night. And he'll stay on the game in this huge third and about longer than 13, about 15. Yeah, big, big play here. Third and long for Houston. But obviously two down territory for the Mustangs. Two minutes and 21 seconds to go in the ball game. This is a big play in that game. Sophomore quarterback Chandler Day moving his men around. He has Cisa in the backfield. He snaps it. He's back to pass. He's looking around. Got plenty of time. He's going to go deep. The ball is going to be intercepted by Briar Crest. Beautiful job. The ball is picked off at the 42-yard line, and Briar Crest will have the ball. And it's a smaller DB, Zach Williams, who's only 5'11", who was masked up against Brock Vice once again, and he wins that battle again, forcing what could be the game-winning interception now with two minutes and 12 seconds to go as he gets the WWE turnover belt on the <laughs> sideline. That's the second time we've seen that out tonight. Cooper Thompson, the other recipient of that, and Zach Williams, the, se the senior defensive back, with his third interception already on the season. And now the Briarcrest offense will hope to end this game. They would just need a couple first downs as Houston only has all their timeouts, though. Yeah, that's the big key. Houston does have all their timeouts. Briarcrest, two minutes and 12 seconds to go. The ball is spotted at the 43-yard line, the 43-yard line out of the Saints. It'll be first down and 10 for Briarcrest. Salim is in the game at running back. And they will hand it to JoJo. He has a little bit of room, but not much. He'll maybe pick up a any. Wow, beautiful lunge forward to actually pick up about three yards. That wasn't even a great second effort. That was a third effort by JoJo Saleem, picking up about three or four yards. And now Houston will take their first time out with two minutes and three seconds to go. So that will be a timeout. We will take one along with them. We will be right back after this radio timeout. You're listening to Briarcrest Football on KWAM. Advisory services offered through Prime Capital Investments Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor, Overland Park, Kansas. If you wanted to sail a ship across the Atlantic Ocean, would you want to take someone along who had done it before? Someone who knew the ropes, who had survived the storms? This is Rick Ditter, founder of Peer Financial Advisors. I often wonder why so many people go it alone with their investments or trust their financial future to a friend or relative rather than a seasoned professional. If you're looking for a wealth manager who has weathered the financial storms, give us a call at Peer Financial Advisors, 901-471-8100. Okay, two minutes and three seconds to go in, the, in this ball game. <clears throat> Briarcrest leads 29 to 28. The Saints have it second down and eight. A ball is at the 46-yard line. There's a snap. Saints will hand it off, and this time Houston's all over Celine. He's going to lose about three yards on that play. Fortunately, we didn't have a uh, fumble that time, and so. Things are going just the way Houston wants them to right now. With a minute 58 to go, they'll call another timeout, and it's going to be third and long for Briarcrest. Yeah, huge play. Probably another passing down 
for Cade Carlson, who's made constant big plays. And we've got third and right at third and ten here for the Saints on the 44-yard line. So start your day with Tim Van Horn and Ben Dieter. Wake Up Memphis, the number one morning show in the Mid-South. News, traffic, weather, and hilarious conversation Monday through Friday starting at 6 on the mighty 990 KWAM. And, Parker, you know who was on the show this morning? Who was? Me. No way. About two-minute interview, yeah. <laughs> and you, I gave you a shout-out. I appreciate that. Okay. We talked a little bit about I obviously talked about this game. Preview the game a little bit. Yep, got a little preview in. One minute and 58 seconds to go in the ball game. Briarcrest leads 29 to 28. It has been an outstanding game in front of a great crowd here at Houston High School. The Saints are ready. Carlson barks out the signals. He's rolling out. He's looking. He's looking. He's now. He's going to know. He's going to throw the ball. Lobs it downfield. Max Carroll with a fantastic catch. Was he in bounds? Incomplete. The ref signaled out of bounds. Okay. Very unfortunate. Just impressed enough that Max Carroll made the catch. Could not get his feet down. And now the Briarcrest punt team up to come out. Let's see if they can pin them deep. They're only down to one timeout with a minute 49 to go. So another chance for the Houston Mustangs. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that was a call that, that you could think about a little bit. If they run it there, they do force Houston to go ahead and take that last timeout. As it was, though, they almost got a spectacular first down, but Max Carroll was out of bounds. Uh, made an unbelievable catch, but his foot came down out of bounds. Now, I almost don't want to say what I'm about to say, but the snapping has been an issue, so we'll find out what happens here. Might be a different long snapper in there. It looks like Sims Anderson. And it's not a great snap, but it was an effective snap. But the, actually there was a timeout called by Briarcrest right before the snap happened. It, like I said, it wasn't a pretty snap, but it got back to the punter. Yeah, that their dangerous return at number 10 deep to return. Yeah, CISA back there. So timeout, Briarcrest. Saints uh, have to punt here or are going to punt here. One minute, 47 seconds to go. 29 to 28, Briarcrest leads. Houston has one timeout left. You got to wonder when you get the ball back for the Mustangs, at what chance, at what point, I should say, do you call that timeout? Do you try to save it to when you got to kick a field goal? Or if you burn it early, do you, do you burn it early if you have to? Well, first things first, Briarcrest in to punt the ball away. Ball is fourth down and 10. Ball is on about the 43-yard line. The dangerous return in CISA. The snap is, is perfect. The kick is off. It's a good one. It's going to land at about the 20-yard line. It's going to take a Briarcrest bounce, but CISA does pick the ball up. He's moving up field, picking his way apart. He's going to be tackled, though, uh, inside the 30-yard line, about the 28 by Briarcrest. One minute and 33 seconds to go. It'll be first down and 10 for Houston at the 28-yard line. Yeah, Josh, the Briarcrest defense has made play with plays and stops what they need to. This is their last chance to make a big one tonight with a minute 33 to go, only up by a point. Houston still has one timeout. As I said earlier, Vess's career long is a 47-yarder. So their target ought to be about the 32-yard line. That is the big key right there, Parker May, that you just brought up. They don't they have a field goal kicker that can make a long field goal, so they do not have to go all the way down and score a touchdown. They just need to get the ball in good field position. They being Houston, and here they go. Chandler Day trying to get his player set. Now he's set. It seems like Houston's a little bit confused. 
There's the snap. Day is rolling out, rolling out, rolling out. Now he's under pressure, and he gets away from it. But now he will be tackled by Briarcrest. Huge loss for the Mustangs. And it's number five, Brandon Myers and Trace Mega. Even Nate Bledsoe got in there. Three-man DAC team taking down the sophomore quarterback, Chandler Day. And they don't burn the timeout, so clock still ticking here. Second and about 20. Ten-yard loss for Houston that time, and they will not take the timeout. They're going to try to run the – oh, they are running the play. Pass out to the flat. It's caught. The Briarcrest all over it. That's going to be a very short game for Houston. And that was Cooper Thompson shoving the guy that was blocking him into the receiver Dury and just takes him down with him. Now we'll have third and about 18, and now the Mustangs will burn their timeout. 53 seconds to go in the ball game. Third and very long coming up. So with 53 seconds left to go, they are taking a timeout, so we will take one along with it. We'll be back right after this commercial break. Your exclusive source for high school sports coverage in the Mid-South, the Mighty 990 and 107.9 FM, KWAM Memphis, a Starnes Media Group station. When it comes to appraisals, you deserve fairness, accuracy, and honesty. EPM Appraisal's goal is simply an unbeatable experience for you. Call Evaluating Property in the Mid-South, EPM, today and ask about services, fees, and turn times. EPM continues to set the bar and standard in the appraisal industry with guaranteed max five business day turn times. EPM promises you'll see the difference too. 901-412-9888 or click epmappraisals.com. EPM Appraisals, a proud supporter of all Briarcrest sports. We are back at Landers Ford Field on the campus of Houston High School. There are 53 seconds left to go in the ball game. Houston has the ball deep in their own territory. It's going to be third down, third down, and about 18 for the for the Mustangs. This is a huge play in this ball game. Briarcrest leads 29 to 28. Chandler Day has gone the whole way for uh, the Mustangs at quarterback. He takes the snap. He's looking downfield. He's got plenty of time. He goes deep. That ball is thrown over everybody's head. So now it's going to be fourth down at 18. And Parker. Oh, oh, penalty flag on the field. It might have been roughing the passer. Could have been a late hit on the Chandler Day. Wow. Which that would be a huge, costly penalty. We're waiting for the referee to make the signal. Personal yep. foul, roughing the passer against Briarcrest. That is one of the uh, – that, that was a bad blow. penalty. That's a bad, bad penalty because, really, uh, there was no need for that There was at no all. need at all. He overthrew the receiver by about 15, 20 yards, and now you're going to get a first down at about the 34-yard line. And as we said, they only need to get to the Saints 32 to be in Vezna's range. So Houston has new life. There's 47 seconds to go. Back to pass. It's caught out in the flat. A cut up field. He's still on his feet all the way down to about the – he stepped out of bounds, about the 45-yard line. So now there's 40 seconds to go. That will be a first down for the Mustangs. And as Parker May has said, they, they're not that far away from being in field goal uh, range for their kicker. Yeah, absolutely not. About 22 yards away from being in Vez's range. Career long is 47, kicked that in a game last year. There's Day, he takes a snap, he's looking to pass again, he's going to throw out the flats again, the receiver this time, the Brian Coast defense is going to come up and tackle him after a very short game. That's Mo a huge tackle inbounds as Day's trying to get them set so he can clock it, under yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah, I was about to say, the most important part of that is it happened inbounds, so now Day will uh, clock the ball, and <laughs> Max Carroll almost intercepted a uh, spiked ball at that time. 
he got through that quickly. I don't know if they called the penalty, but I don't know if Nate Bledsoe got off the field in time. I think they got away with it. So now it'll be a third down and long. Yeah, third and long for Houston. It'll be third and let's call it nine. I don't know if Bledsoe got off the field in time at all, but I think no flag was thrown. So now third and long. Third down, third and nine on the 47-yard line. Chandler Day. Back to pass, looking to pass, throws down field, has a man, but it's knocked away by Briarcrest at the last second. Had a man wide open, but couldn't make the connection. Reed Linder might have just saved the game for now. Got a hand on that pass, deflected it. So the intended target, I believe that was Drury, number one, could not make the play. And now the ball game's on the line right here. 18 seconds to go. Fourth and nine, Mustangs on the 47-yard line. Okay. Here we go. This is the play of the game. If Briarcrest comes up with a stop here, the game is over. If not, Houston will still have life. Chandler Day takes the snap. Back to pass, throws downfield, has a man. It is caught. Was he in bounds? Yes. That is going to be a first down for Houston. There's 12 seconds left. They're going to spot it at the 39-yard line. Houston does not have any timeouts left. The clock is running, so he came down in bounds. There's nine seconds to go. Eight. They're trying to get the snap off. Now the referee is stopping the clock. Let's see what this is all about. Stopped it with six seconds to go. Of course, that is a huge advantage to Houston. Why are they? I don't, I don't understand why they stopped the clock. Clock had gone down to five seconds, and they put the clock back up to 12 seconds. Now Are they now saying that he was landed out of bounds? That must be what they're saying. Anyway, first down and 10, 12 seconds to go. The ball is on the 39-yard line. Houston trying to get in field goal range. Briarcrest bringing tremendous pressure. Throws it out to the side. That's going to be an incomplete pass. They went for the big six foot ten inch wide receiver Vice, but threw it away. Nine seconds left. They to still go. had a match up with Zach Williams, who's almost a foot shorter than him. But nine seconds to go. That's a very quick play. So they still have time for a play and then a field goal if they can get out of bounds. Second down, second down and ten for Houston. The Briarcrest faithful are chanting defense, defense, defense. Everybody in the stadium on their feet. Everybody's up. Back to pass. Back to pass. Steps up in the pocket. Goes down. Field. Intercepted by Briarcrest. And, and Reed Linder. <laughs> As we said it in unison, the clock is at zero. Now, I think they may put a few seconds back on, but it really doesn't make any difference. All Briarcrest has to do now is go to a knee. Big play by Reed Linder. However, I am seeing a flag, and it might be on sportsmanlike conduct. Either way, no matter if they put time on the clock or not, that should be the game over. Reed Leonard makes the game-saving interception, and the Saints will win this ballgame 29-28. So the referees are out there talking. The ball is currently spotted. Now he's picking the flag up and waving it off. And so let's see what kind of time they're going to put on the clock. The offense is going out on the field. Let's yeah, see. there's probably a few seconds left nope. to go. Ball game. No, they're actually saying the ball game is over. In an amazing high school football game in front of a huge crowd here at Houston High, Briarcrest down 21 to nothing, down 28 to 7, comes back to win it 29 to 28. Parker May, how do you sum this up? Unbelievable atmosphere, unbelievable game. And the defense. We talked about Cade Carlson. He was fantastic, but the defense made some tremendous plays. You had Cooper Thompson with the fumble recovery. You had Zach Williams with the interception. 
And then he had that game-saving interception right there inside the red zone with Reed Linder. Just fantastic. What a comeback by the Saints, and I'm excited to go to Brentwood Academy next week for a very tough test for the yeah, Saints. Yeah, I was just about to say that. You and I and everybody else will be headed up to Nashville. Big game against Brentwood Academy, but wow, what a big game today. Didn't look like the Saints were going to be able to pull it off, but they did at the end, and so that's all you need is that one point, 29-28. Absolutely. What a game. Let's throw it back to Josh Rivera. So, yes, that, that will be all from here. With, uh, with I am Josh Davis. For Parker May and Chuck Condren and Todd Starnes down at the car making sure we had electricity. We will say goodnight, everybody, and kick it back to the studio, Josh Rivera. From the Mighty 990 Broadcast Center, it's the EPM Appraisals Post Game Show. EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. Here's Josh Rivera. You couldn't have written the script any better. Wow, what a game with Briar Crescent Houston. You know, last week we had a really quick game. Briarcrest taking care of business last week, and um, it was over within a blink of an eye. This week, we we knew what we had coming. We had a closer game, potentially. We had two ranked teams in Memphis, and it seemed like Houston was going to run away with it there in the first quarter. But guess what? Briarcrest rallied back, and in the final minutes of the game, Briarcrest pulling away, tying the game, or about to tie the game until they pulled out the two-point conversion, converting that play what a what's in play with with Cade Carlson we don't have JD Schrod who's their sto- who's their starting quarterback normally Cade Carlson pulls in and he's getting clutch plays he's through he threw the final two point conversion and, and the defense is what made the difference in the end as well holding Houston from getting a potential winning drive they had a final interception two final interceptions actually in the fourth quarter to seal the win what an exciting crowd over there in Landers Ford Field over there at Houston High School. And I want to thank our play-by-play guys, Josh Davis and Parker May. What an exciting game. That's what college football is, or college football, excuse me, high school football is all about. College football too. These are the games that we wait for. These are the games that we strive to listen to. That was a great game called by you guys. And uh, to finish off and and to to go ahead and and to jump into the post-game show, we're going to throw in some scores from around the Memphis area. Those were That wasn't the only good game in in Memphis. Germantown and and, uh, MUS... The final, 21 Germantown, MUS 16. Germantown pulling away a big win versus Memphis University School. Jumping into Memphis East and Arlington. Arlington securing their first win of the year, 48-12. to And then uh, Christian Brothers High School, 51-0. to Sheffield zero. Statement win for Christian Brothers as they rally to get back into the winning groove for their season. Collierville also racking up a win, 42-0 against Douglas. Mumford getting a win against Millington, the 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 M&M Bowl, as they call it, 38-0. Mumford taking away that win and that rivalry. DeSoto Central currently 23-21. We're getting some of these scores. Uh, they're coming in as I'm speaking, so um, just trying to get as many in as I can. Here's an interesting game. Milan High School and Manassas, they had to call the game at halftime. Milan winning 61-0. They stopped the game at halftime. They said enough is enough. We don't need to watch any more of this embarrassing play. Um, they just called the game right at the half. Milan taking an easy victory over Manassas. Horn Lake down 0-14 to to Grenada High School. Haywood securing a win against Oakhaven, 58-6. Cordova taking also a win against St. Benedict, 43-28. Another final score coming in, Covington 40 to Jackson Northside's 0. Also, Conley, I, I talked to Coach Conley from White Station he takes his first win as the White, Hates, White Station head coach, 15-14 against Memphis Central. 
Also, I have 24, uh, Hamilton's 24 against Wooddale, 0. Olive Branch and Neshoba Central, close game, 14 to 13. St. George's down 20, 14 to 21 against Jackson Christian. ECS securing their win tonight against Jackson Trinity Christian, 44 to 22. We also have a final score of Fayette Academy winning 27 to 7 against Halls. And then Mace also taking their win, 46 to 0 against Harding Academy. Southwind and Kirby, they were 6-2. We'll check on that score as the night goes on. North Point Christian, 41 to Brighton, 7. That game should be called. Melrose, 25, Mitchell, 0. And then Tupelo, 24 to Lafayette's 0 so far. Exciting football here in Memphis. Uh, you couldn't have written the script any better. As Again, I'm going to recap a little bit of Briarcrest. It, it seemed like the game was going to be done until they rallied back. That was... That was uh, excellent play calling and an exciting game, a change of events, a change uh, of pace from we had from last week's game when the game was over within just two hours, and now this time we over, have over a three-hour game. What an exciting game there at Houston High School. When we come back, I'm going to talk to Clay Presley. He's part of the 901 Fund. He used to be a former Tiger. I'm going to ask him about what his organization stands for um, and uh, what to expect. And he was actually at the Christian Brothers game um, against Sheffield. So we'll talk to him a little bit about that game as well. Um, all of this coming back after these messages. Weimer's Jewelry is your home-owned, home-operated neighborhood jeweler. We're happy to support our community and wish our teams good and safe play. At Weimer's, we specialize in all forms of jewelry and watch repair. Watch batteries supplied and installed for just $6. Ring sizing, chain repair, and all forms of custom design with all work done in-house. So for your jewelry needs, come see us. We are Weimer's Jewelry, 7525 Stage Road, the shops of Appling Way. Frame your stories for a lifetime. Rando Frame and Gallery provides a wide variety of frames for senior pictures, wedding photographs, high school and college diplomas, jerseys, art, and restores frames for historical prints and paintings as well. A local family business. Let Rando Frame and Gallery serve you with distinctive custom designs. There is something for everyone. Rando Frame and Gallery, located in the Germantown Collection, off Poplar and Exeter. Easy to park, easy to get it done, and easy to get out. Curbside parking available. Welcome back to our post-game coverage here of Briarcrest and uh, Houston High School. On the phone with me, we have Clay Presley. He's part of the 901 Fund. Clay, I want to thank you for joining me on the show. How you doing? Doing pretty well. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, you were actually at the Christian Brothers and Sheffield game. What can you tell us about the game and the energy in the stands? Yeah, it was, it was a good crowd. Uh, Christian Brothers got out early, a lot of big plays. They had a, threw a couple long passes uh, that connected early, got out front too much for Sheffield tonight. Um, They're running back. At, uh, Tristan Taylor had a 99-yard run for a touchdown. That was probably the play of the game. Uh, unfortunately, Mark Joseph looked like he got dinged up for Sheffield. He's a real nice player at a a uh, good week last week, and hopefully he's okay and back next week. All right, so you're actually with 901 Fund. Uh, you're actually uh, one of their board members. Can you tell us, our, our listeners, a little bit about what your organization stands for and, 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 and how they can be involved? Yeah, so 901 Fund is an NIL collective, so we pay University of Memphis student-athletes. We work with men's basketball, women's basketball, and football. Um, and it's something to help the university 
be competitive in athletics today. It's something that uh, all the big universities need, um, and and we're happy to do that. But we put a little twist on it. Uh, this being Memphis, we're one of the most charitable cities in the country. Um, everything we do promotes a local charity. So <clears throat> we've worked with Youth Villages, Memphis Athletic Ministries, Mid-South Food Bank, and we help them promote their events, their mission, help them raise money. And we do that by leveraging the profile of these student-athletes. So you know, we work with 150 kids. They're generally the most well-known, uh, you know, you could say popular kids in Memphis. And so you post you post these social uh, these these charities on their social media, they get introduced to a new audience, a large audience, and it helps them get their word out. So we think it's really good for the city. It's good for the charities. Well, you know, we teach lessons through NIL with these kids. It's not just about giving them money, uh, but it's good for them. It's good for the university. Uh, everything we do is on a volunteer basis. Um, so you know, I don't make any money at this. It's everything I do is volunteer time. Uh, we all contributed uh, that. Um, and the way fans can get involved, there's several different ways. We had a great event last night with the basketball team. We're going to look to do some more of that kind of thing with both basketball teams, actually. Uh, but we have you can go to 901fund.org. You can donate. We have a one-time option, any amount. We also have a subscription model, so you can go there and donate uh, 901 a month. And for that, you get exclusive content. So we'll be interviewing athletes every month, and there'll be exclusive interviews, some behind-the-scenes access. The only way you get it is to be a subscriber to 901 Fund. You know, we're also out there on social media, at 901 Fund, on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find us on Facebook as well. And you actually are a former Tiger, so I want to know through your eyes, what is so important about the connection between Memphis and its citizens uh, with its student-athletes? Yeah, so, look, I believe that we have leaders being developed in this city every day through the University Athletics Department, and most of them are not from Memphis. The ones that are, there's a very special bond. A lot of them stay here. But what I'd like to do is get more of these kids who come through these programs, become leaders, to stay in Memphis for the long term. And so that's one of the things we're trying to do through 901 Fund is connect them with people who are running charities, connect them with business leaders, have them establish a network here, <laughs> excuse me, and that will make it easier for them to stay here over the long term and continue to keep those leaders here in Memphis and hopefully make the city a better place. And then final question, the new NCAA NIL rules have been something um, your organization has been taking advantage of in a good way. What has been the impact now that you can use players' image, image and likeness to support local charities? I, you know, I think, it's, I think it's really great for the charities. These kids have, some of them have really big platforms. Um, and I think the charities have been really excited about the opportunity to kind of tap into that. We donate all of that to a charity, so it, it would be very expensive for them, uh, a lot of, especially the smaller ones, for them to try to create that kind of social reach. We can help them do that kind of organically through the, the athlete's social profiles. We're also able to uh, have them make appearances, which helps drive attendance to certain events. 
We're able to donate autographed items, which helps them raise money for the auctions. So the charities have been really excited. Great reaction from them. You know, I've rattled off a few of them that we've worked with. Um, and we're excited to kind of continue to grow 901 Fund and be able to work with more charities and do more good. Mr. Press, I want to thank you for joining the show and taking time just to answer some questions and also giving some insight on, on the game that you were at today. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you guys having me on. Go Tigers, go. <laughs> go Tigers, go. They're going to play against Mississippi State next week, so be sure to catch that. We'll be doing some uh, preview next week uh, as college football starts in just a little while. When we come back, uh, we're going to finish off the show with just a little bit of um, news going around uh, Memphis uh, sports and uh, we'll, we'll bring all of that when we come back with these messages. Weimer's Jewelry is your home-owned, home-operated neighborhood jeweler. We're happy to support our community and wish our teams good and safe play. At Weimer's, we specialize in all forms of jewelry and watch repair. Watch batteries supplied and installed for just $6. Ring sizing, chain repair, and all forms of custom design with all work done in-house. So for your jewelry needs, come see us. We are Weimer's Jewelry, 7525 Stage Road, the shops of Appling Way. Advisory services offered through Prime Capital Investments Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor, Overland Park, Kansas. If you wanted to sail a ship across the Atlantic Ocean, would you want to take someone along who had done it before? Someone who knew the ropes, who had survived the storms? This is Rick Ditter, founder of Peer Financial Advisors. I often wonder why so many people go it alone with their investments or trust their financial future to a friend or relative rather than a seasoned professional. If you're looking for a wealth manager who has weathered the financial storms, give us a call at Peer Financial Advisors, 901-471-8100. All right, welcome back to the post-game show. We're just going to finish off the show with a little bit of sports news across the city. We do high school football, but I, I want to do a little bit of uh, information as far as what's going, what else is going on in the Memphis area uh, for sports. And we're going to start. Um, we're going to start in the high school section. Jamarion Morrow scoring two two touchdowns in the fourth quarter last week to beat Christian Brothers High School, and they came back against him. He plays for Germantown. Um, he was named Week One High School Player Football Player of the Week. Um, per the fan vote of the Daily Memphia. And so congratulations to Jamarion Morrow. We're going to have an interesting player of the week for this week. I mean, what an exciting game already with Briarcrest and Houston. Great job by Josh Davis and Parker May. By the way, that game, I just want to thank our sponsor for the uh, play-by-play game uh, powered by EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. And also I want to thank EPM Appraisals for the post-game as well. Um, just want to thank you guys again for the wonderful sponsorship. Um, and also we're going to just finish off the show with, um, something interesting. We were just talking Memphis tiger football a little bit with clay, uh, Presley, who I was just on the phone with. He's with 901 fund. He was telling me, uh, just how excited he is to partner with the players, um, and to work alongside the charities, local charities. Um, it, it's just a win for everybody. And speaking of a win for everybody, Upgrades to Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. I mentioned it last week, how they were getting a little bit of upgrades. Um, a news report came out not too long ago, just giving more updates on what we can expect at the Liberty Bowl, um, which has been around for a number of years. City of Memphis saying Thursday it invested $2 million for upgrades and improvements for the upcoming season. The city said fans will notice some new security upgrades, um, some expedited entry points with new ticket scanning things, and improvements to concession stands. That's always a good thing um, with concessions. And they also said the parking lot's going to be restriped. It's going to be renumbered and repaired with pressure washing all across the spaces. 
as well. There's also going to be a new state-of-the-art AstroTurf, which will be installed in June, and repainting, which has been done throughout the stadium. There will also be new high-definition TVs in the premium areas and cell phone service. That's something. I remember when I went to the games, how hard it is just to get a call through in the game. It's going to be really convenient now to be able to send a text message. That's a nice plus. Concessions are going to be cashless, but they accept Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Discover, Apple Pay, and Google Pay as well. And as far as security, everyone's going to undergo screening with handheld devices at all entry points, and clear bags are still going to be required. This is going to be an interesting uh, turnaround from such an from such an older stadium that we've had in Memphis, but a good one. Um, and also some Memphis Tiger football. Here's an interesting story: the Memphis practice simulated a cowbell on the speakers and the sidelines ahead of their matchup against Mississippi State. There's nothing worse than cowbells. They were banned last year at the Liberty Bowl in their matchup against Mississippi State because it violated policy against artificial noisemakers. But guess what? When they went to Starkville, they blared those uh, they blared those cowbells. So a good way to get some practice in. We get our first game next Saturday. That's going to be exciting, and we'll get all the previews um, next week. And we're excited to do so. I just want to thank all of uh, all of the people that have made this possible. I want to thank Josh Davis, and I want to thank Parker May as well. They've done a fantastic job. It's been a great week of football. We're gonna we have more games tomorrow as well. We'll recap you on next week's episode. What a game from Briarcrest and Houston. Briarcrest taking home the win, 29 to 28, rallying at the last couple seconds. That makes for some fantastic football. Just want to thank everyone again. This, is, this post-game show has been brought to you by EPM Appraisals. EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. This has been your Memphis High School football coverage here at the Mighty 990. I want to thank our incredible play-by-play once again, Josh Davis and Parker May. I am Josh Rivera, and I'll see you next week as the Briarcrest Saints face off against the Brentwood Academy. Yeah.